beautiful today the lights very uh, flattering yeah cheers man <laughs> how are you how are you i think we uh, should be live um one second yes we are live absolutely we are live <clears throat> i don't time i mean i was just like if 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 you guys were going to be a little longer i would have gone live anyway i had to say something to my audience before so i was like besides um i know i look a little disheveled i'm very tired from like i this life. is a lot been going on yes life in general um, i was just streaming 2 hours wow um, and the 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 topic that i was talking about on the stream was the secret of varun maya <laughs> this gentleman that i know this high caliber performer that i know of and I've heard of him yeah man no idea who you talking about quite no an, idea he's a he's a quite an extraordinary fellow and i was talking about why that has like why is that the case and it was fantastic i thought it end like an hour but it lasted for 2 so very glad for that um आज आज चैट बाहर जाओ लेट्स 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 गो 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 बहुत मजा आने वाला वी टॉक अबाउट सम रियली फन स्टफ मेरे को बता देना इफ यू कैन हियर दिस गाइस प्रॉपर्ली इफ द ऑडियो इज फाइन हेलो 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 राइट पीपल आर आस्किंग अबाउट एपिसोड टू एज इफ दैट वाज नॉट अ डिजास्टर इनफ एपिसोड टू वाज वन ऑफ आवर बेस्ट एपिसोड्स यस बट बट हिडन वन I think uh, people will appreciate it much later. Yes, it's it's going to age. It's going to age like fine wine. <laughs> yeah, fine wine found at the bottom of a pirate ship. <laughs> oh my god, that came around and did not realize. <laughs> oh my god, man. Um <laughs> I am good guys. I'm good. I've been taking a break from YouTube. You don't see a lot of my activity. I'm not going to be around for a little bit. I'll have some interesting clips posted like not clips from other podcasts but interesting stuff posted once in a while the talks that I'm doing. But we'll come back again in 2021. I have something very interesting for you guys. So better, Shantra. बहुत मजा आने वाला है 2021 में. It's going to be super fun. So you know one one thing. Hmm. I've actually been looking forward to this conversation. I'll tell you why. Why? Um, you know there's this one Superman episode, okay, in the in the anime or the cartoon series, where Superman's fighting Dark Side, Dark Side, and um, they're having an intense battle, and then suddenly Superman. it just goes and like slams dark side through like five or 10 buildings or something and uh, then superman tells dark side listen i've been living a life where everybody i touch or every building i touch is like cardboard hmm okay and i have to always like reserve myself i have to always hold back like you never know how like you might i might just push a building and might fall but with you dark side i can like just you know unshackle myself Uh-huh. I can go ham because you can take it, <laughs> right? Right. So I feel the same way to a certain extent with you guys. I mean, I'm not saying I'm Superman or anything, but uh, but you are in a weird, way. You're saying weird dark side. <laughs> no, I'm I'm saying that. Look, twenty four seven, I'm holding back. If I say something too complex, people don't understand the engagement dips. Oh, I know. But with you guys, I can just say whatever I want. I don't have to make small talk. So it's an honor to. You know, I think we've done three of this. The second one was like weird, but it's an honor to you know. chat with you guys it's yeah. just and this is as friends just sitting in whatever on, on a dining table whatever i do this even if there are no viewers that's true and just uh, saying the saying the stuff that you don't normally get to say exactly no holding back no holding back just letting it out on the same note i mean <clears throat> i'm the youngest of you three probably the least qualified of of us three and um I'm glad I get to be in company of you guys. I learn so much from both of you, and it's true. I don't have to think about shit. I don't care what viewership shows up on this. 
right? It's really just a conversation three of us are trying to have on the fly, figuring stuff out, figuring each other out, and figuring our ideas out. It's brilliant. I like how every uh, every conversation Prakar is a part of gets to feel like it's raw and real. <laughs> eventually, <laughs> eventually. <laughs> that's a that's a that's a nice trick. <laughs> mm, right. Right. That that's it, my that's that's like my personal mo when it comes to conversations. They have to yeah. be that way. Yeah. Be honest. <clears throat> yeah. Yeah. Honest or nothing. There's Forget no it. point. Yeah. The performance is boring. Like I've seen it the last thirty years of all media. And, so I was I was recently giving a talk at Simbi Pune um, on the on exploring media space into the future and so on and so. On. And it's like the last thirty years or even the last forty years we've seen like well dressed people deliver very performatively like polished stuff. Out of their mouths, out of like scripts that they're reading in front of them, and we're bored of it. We inherently know that's not real, yeah. And that's why we're moving on to this rawer, more realer format of consuming information. Yeah. Um, yeah. And that's people can see edited content <clears throat> and recognize edited content when they see it, right? And they know what's they know what is not edited, and there is a time in life when you want edited content, which is for entertainment, and there is a time when you want real content, which is to learn, and there is a difference. Hmm. and uh, at some point of time even i had to make a choice am i here to educate or am i here to entertain and that was an interesting choice for me and uh, it does not to say that education cannot be entertaining but not at the cost of education if entertainment happens great lovely but entertainment cannot supersede education because at least for me that's not what you're here for that's not the purpose it's to learn and to educate both of them I'm, i mean i'm here to learn as well so uh, when uh, varun talks or when lightning emperor talks or when uh, you prakar talk there are points that i make i actually make notes i actually write down stuff some references i i go back i read about it and i love that mm. i mean how many conversations do you have where you can do that so i love mm. it that's i so hope that i hope that the chat feels like this because i mean that's what uh, i feel that's what i'm here for right that's that's very flattering thank you so much <clears throat> i mean anything that comes out of my mouth that's worth that much thank you chalo shuru karte hain let's uh, begin today's uh yo reality man so this is an endless topic and i and i saw the prakar had made trifecta of reality again and i'm thinking ye there are so many ways of approaching this huh. and uh, today afternoon when you asked me kya baat karna i thought of at that time right when you were asking me that question I was in a library. Okay, I like I was in a bookstore in Pune. And I was actually going through these books on racism. And that's why I suggested power. Hmm. Because I wanted to talk about <laughs> power. I wanted to talk about how people feel each other, how the world interacts with each other. And mujhe suddenly aisa laga ki everything is about power. Reality is about power. what you feel and how you perceive the world it is all about who has power that hmm. person who is in power can get to choose your reality hmm. and i really wanted to explore that i wanted to talk to you guys about what you feel about that um, but we can talk about anything no 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 that's it's an interesting <laughs> topic i also know that the lightning emperor wants to talk about um uncanny valley which is you did you did you have you read about the uncanny valley it's a great topic so um i'm going to let you pick siddharth where do we begin Guys, anyway, I mean, topics don't make sense after like ten minutes of conversation. Right. We That go wherever, right? Right. Okay. <laughs> okay. So, um, I think a good analogy, as far as power is concerned, 
is like that of one of the big four forces that you have in the universe, right? There's mass held together, all the universe happening, but the sort yes. of one of the forces that's making things go, this invisible thing that we don't see in front of our eyes, only the effects of it is power, right? Yeah. And it's so undeniable. Like, let me give you a slight example. What we did when we started, when the Lightning Emperor opened and then I said something and then you said something or whatever, is essentially a ping pong match with power. I took the ball, I sent it to you. You took the ball, yeah. you sent it to him. He took the ball and he sent it to me. And yeah. when you, in some sense, offer power, that's where grace comes from, <clears throat> right? And that was a very graceful moment on, 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 on all our parts. And you might say there is many layers of looking at it. There's friendship, there is like intellectual satiation, all that, all that. But on one level, it's power and it's power being offered to somebody. I think it makes for a great conversation when that happens, for instance, right? Um, and so it's ubiquitous. You're right. There is no denying that. It's like gravity. No matter where you yeah. are in space, there's some gravity. Some oh, man. gravity. What you just said about how there are four types of power and how uh, uh, what I thought of, the sudden image that I got was uh, right from Big Bang till today. Everything that makes particles interact with each other is power. So earlier it was electromagnetic, then it is because gravity. And today it's all about social power. That is what makes us interact. That is what makes the world go around. Right. That is what makes society exist. Mm -hmm. And conversations are today. The biggest power is in conversation. All the biggest deals, all the big decisions that change the world happen in conversations, two people talking to each other, making a decision. Hmm. There's no bigger power than conversations right now. And you dial it back. Like whose dialogues were those plot Plato's dialogues? Or, or one of these guys is, it's like information processing has always been dialogic. It's yeah. always been in conversation. It's not something new we are discovering. Like what's, what's that guy's name? Uh, Howard Stern. He existed mm -hmm. before Joe Rogan did. And you go back yeah. and there's somebody else who existed before he did. It's always been conversational. And so it, it's not that there is social power. Society is in some sense imbued, embodied in power. You see what I mean? It's like to be social, you have to trade power. It's almost inescapable. Yeah. Right. It's almost inescapable. Um, it's it's very well put by what's that guy's name? Um, who who said state had max something something? State has monopoly over violence. I'm forgetting that guy's name. He's sociologist, uh, anthropologist, something something. Um, and that's what it is. That one power, which is sort of like the ultimate physical power in, a bi in the biological realm, which is being able to kill each other, being able to be violent on each other, is reserved by the state. Yeah. And that's what causes society and state to emerge. <laughs> and so it's just beautiful, right? Like, we never say the word power. It's always yeah. between the sentences we're trying to make. Yeah, it's like we are trying to hide it. As soon as we say the word power, people... Power is a commodity. And everyone wants a piece of it. So if you show it, you show that you have it, everybody wants it. So you hide it under different names. Hmm. You can, you can cloak it under uh, morality. You can cloak it under religion. You can cloak it under politics, but it, you don't show it as power. Hmm. And because everybody wants it, it's, it's like a, it's like one of our evolutionary drives. Right. To want power. Right. I, and that's why I want to ask you, or for that matter, um, you. What's what's happening in the brain with power? What's what, what is what is what is moving? What's the physical substrate? Fundamentally, do dopamine. Hmm. Primarily, hum look from an evolutionary perspective. When a when a monkey becomes an alpha male in the in the tribe, and he is in charge of what happens in that tribe, even in a hunter gatherer, that power is equals to security. Hmm. 
and security equals dopamine security equals that sense of uh, achievement hmm. you you want that and what is interesting is that earlier on you know what power looks like you know that okay the chief has power the head of the family has power but today in today's time power has become more subtle it's hmm. become more soft hmm. so what is power so varun as a ceo uh in your evolution uh lightning emperor when you go through your uh, career there are so many ways in which you feel the give and take of power it's almost like a exchange it's almost uh, like a diplomatic thing of how much power should you give in exchange for what it's almost like it has its own currency have you felt that yeah i mean as you guys were speaking right i, I actually did this um so one disagreement to that is that yeah. you said that power is mostly about dopamine I, i i think there's a lot of serotonin involved in power as well mm-hmm. primarily because serotonin is the invisible force that allows us to stack rank ourselves among other humans you walk into a room you know which rank you are yeah right you're, you're like dude that guy's way more powerful than me dude you know i think this room is full of dumb people like you walk into a room and you know you kind of know where to kind of put yourself they did this experiment with monkeys okay they took non alpha monkeys like very beta monkeys and they gave them serotonin first they caused depression in them and then the monkeys fell in stack rank then they gave them uh, serotonin and you know what the monkeys did first the monkeys started cooperating with other monkeys hmm first the monkeys became powerful got to a position of leadership right. then when the monkey became a leadership position monkey he started oppressing other monkeys below i was going to say <laughs> i was going to say it could not be because of security like security sure you get security it's a lot about like how, how much are you willing to say it's not about domination power is about domination to a lot of degree yeah. it's just two sides of the same coin yeah and and you know and you know something to gain power you necessarily need to cooperate at the lower levels and then oppress at the higher levels it's just such a weird you know graph yeah. of power and uh, monkeys who do not cooperate was at the bottom rank never get to the top yeah never get to the top so basically you have to look at the strongest alpha be friends with that alpha climb up the ladder get there and then oppress the monkeys below you and this is exactly what we see in the corporate ladder in the world it's exactly what we see in politics this is the weird uh, kind of dynamic right and that's why that and, and you know everything at the top is about power you read that book 48 laws of power yeah 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 some beautiful parts here yeah. beautiful yeah. book it's eerie because it's true and like that that's that's the kind of book that's the kind of truth that falls in the uncanny valley it's like you said something too close to what i knew but i could never say please walk you can't away don't open your mouth about it yeah you can't right. open your mouth about it right please walk away don't tell me that that's too dark i don't want to know that and it's like we just see something that's too real yeah right it's it's weirdly like that it's also predictability we like the power that unpredictability gives you nobody can tell me what uh, i can what i will do right no one can guess what i can do you show me a book that predicts exactly what i will do when that is a sense of loss of power right. predictability is loss of power right it's like you don't want to know what your future is going to be like no matter how right. much you say it you don't <laughs> want to know that and you don't want others to know what you will do so there are actually i have read of business books where it says that you should be unpredictable in your decision making because then your colleagues your bosses your uh, uh, the people who are working for you there is if there is a sense of unpredictability there is a sense of fear yeah and that brings its own sense of power 
it's it's not just fear, but you have to be at the edge of your seat to cooperate, right? So if right. the leader is making those decisions, now the power function, something like this, if he's making decisions, everybody else has to play along. Yeah. And if he's unpredictable, yeah. I have to be like, what is he going to say? Right. <laughs> I, I remember my professor, I, there was, there was, there were a couple of professors in my uh, medical college. And I know the one who we know how he will behave. So when he comes for rounds, we know what his mood is going to be like. We know how we will react. And there's another one who is very unpredictable. So on a good patient, he might get very angry on a, on a bad patient. He might be like, ha ha, theek hai, hota hai. We are all human. Right. So you never know. And so on his rounds, we are all on the edge. We are paying full attention to what he's saying. And in a way that is power, it's unfair, but that is power. He, he has our attention because of the unpredictability. True. You, you know, there's a group of people that don't believe in power dynamics. Do you know what they're called? Communists. <laughs> <laughs> you read the chat, didn't you? I did, I did, but it, it is the communists. You're right. They just reject it, man. They're just like, dude, here's the thing. Humans are not greedy. Humans are, don't try to dominate each other. All humans will live in harmony forever. We'll share everything they have. Lovely word. Right. But that's not and, true. And they've caused hundreds of billions of death, by the yeah. way, because of this misunderstanding of humans, human nature. Yeah. It is and, the, it, communism is the height of optimism. It is, it is foolish optimism. It, it, it is uh, yeah. stupidity. That's the, that's what you, that's the word. Yeah. I, I, I was trying to avoid saying that. And, and the reason is so obviously like evolutionary, right? I've always wondered if like evolutionary science cannot come to the rescue of the argument against communism. If you throw a piece of meat in the middle of 20 people and all of them fight to death to eat it, nobody eats it. While on the opposite side, if I let the first person have however much he wants, the second person has, they'll eat better. It's called being in a line. It's called being in a queue, for God's sake, right? And it's so obvious that we developed that way. Like when, Warren, oh, when, the, when the Lightning Emperor said, you walk into a room and you know where you belong, who is willing to admit that, honestly? Because it's true. Yeah. You know instantly where you belong when you walk in a room. You can't hide yeah. from that. Yeah. And, you know, and you know, one more thing said, why power is related to uh, serotonin. I mean, we know about stack rank and how serotonin is an, you know, an yeah. approximate measure of stack rank. Do you know where depression comes from in dogs? Like they ran experiments on, you know, actually on all mammals. If there's some food, say you have very little food and there's an alpha male and the alpha male eats like 90% of the food because he's first, right? He, he gets to either you compete with them and win and then eat the food or not. And suppose you're last in the queue. Suppose like Prakar said, you're like 10th or 15th in the queue. Okay, then what you do is because you're not going to get any food by the time it comes to number 10, you're not going to, have you seen the movie, The Platform? Yeah, yeah, of you've course. Seen the movie, Prakar, she was the movie, yeah. The Platform. No. The one with like... the, the levels where the food just keeps going down. Oh my God, what a social commentary it is. It's beautiful. Okay. It's like, there's some 300 floors, a big, whatever assortment of food starts on floor 300 and keeps going down. Okay. And at each floor, it stops for five minutes. People eat and it's on Netflix. It's a beautiful movie. People eat and then it goes to the next thing. By the 30th or 40th floor, there's no more food left. Okay. It's the same with like animals when they hunt. Okay. There's no more food left by the 10th guy or 15th guy. You know what the 15th guy does? He goes into depression to conserve energy. That's what depression huh. is. It's a hibernation wow. conservation of energy system where you're like, I know I'm last. I know I'm not going to get food very little food. Let me conserve energy by just being on the bed the entire day. That's wild. That's really crazy. Yeah, and there's actually like, this is proper science backed. There's yeah. evidence backed uh, uh, phenomenon. I like depression I, as a, as a, oh, please Siddharth. Yeah. 
No, no, go ahead, go ahead. I like depression as like a phenomena because it's so in front of our face and nobody has a good theory. Like it's like it's like this intellectual meat that up that's up for grabs and like the the theory I prefer at least from my experience is the theory of hyper reality. Mm-hmm. Like it's like because it's so it's so dark in nature. I'm just fond of it. It's like all you guys are living a rose tinted life right now. You just don't realize it. You have these heavy thick lenses of optimism that make you see hope, and yeah. that disappears when you're depressed and you see the world for what it is, and that's what makes you sad. and i was like oh my god because like it's it, you you see the sense right like there's a lot of faith involved in living yeah and as soon as that faith in yourself in your environment and whatever you is gone it becomes a very dreary place none of it makes sense none of it is worth it anymore so on and so forth yeah my my problem with reality is that uh, sorry hy- the hyper reality theory is that uh it, we tend to swing in extremes so it's because we had such a rose tinted view that anything apart from that will seem depressing in relativity mm. actually the world is nothing mm-hmm. it's not sad it's not happy it just is mm-hmm. but because we have elevated ourselves to the sense of importance that we are the most important thing in this universe and everything is happening so that i can be successful i can be me right and the realization that things don't work out this way this is not the way the world is and the world just is all your defense mechanisms start to crack down right and for the brain the falling of your defense mechanisms is such a trigger hmm. it is a threat it is the mental equivalent of something coming up, someone coming after you with a sword hmm. and stabbing you for your brain you are about to die hmm. your brain goes into this hyperactive mode and it goes into this self protective mode let me defend myself hmm. but what if you can't defend yourself for a second for a minute for an hour what if you can't defend yourself for a year for two years that is depression hmm it's like being in a sense of constant attack that you can't do anything about anymore and it's like a spectrum it can go into anxiety it can go into panic attacks or it can go into depression hmm but that essential that pool is the same the pool from where it all stems from it is the same it's the falling of your defense mechanisms hmm yeah and that's uh, and in a way that is the falling of your of power over yourself which is a whole other aspect of power because we all inherently feel like i control myself this is the fundamental power forget about anything else forget about the rest of the world do you have power over your own reality or do you build this power yeah over yourself over right. your own thoughts right. over the way you see the world right when that power gets taken away there's nothing worse hmm. nothing hmm. and that is what i feel it's like it's it's a sort of an abstract way of describing it but i feel that is one of the root causes of a lot of mental health problems i think you put it beautifully losing that there was this there was a saying okay which ties into what you said which is if you want to build a good civilization give each person little packets of power that they can abuse <laughs> right just for their sense of stability everyone needs a little power to abuse so you yeah. give your give the bosses in your company little bit of power to abuse obviously this is how most of the other people think and it might not be the best way to run a company today or run a civilization today but it's it's how the world is work like you go to a government office they're abusing power little bit of power that they've been given yeah but do you realize uh, a lightning emperor that uh, it society arranges itself like that you yeah, self arranges self arranges self organizes like that yeah everybody so say a worker 
is working uh, at a he's a laborer at his work uh, he doesn't have much power he has to do what his job uh, officer tells you or his boss tells you he goes home he will grab some power over his say wife in a patriarchal system it has arranged itself that way the the wife will have some power over the children hmm. in a family or system or the, or the maid right that's the way that society arranges itself it's like a trickle down economics of power hmm. and everybody will have someone above them or someone below them unless they completely abstain from it right unless they get out of the power pyramid scheme everyone will have somebody above or below them whether it's a wife or a husband or a child or your father mother someone you, you know that's beautiful you know like what is the absence of power in modern philosoph philosophical language called spirituality and you know oh. what the ultimate destination of spirituality is the ashram you know why no more power except maybe like one where the guru sits right so yeah. the, the, you, you don't get to more i thought it was spirit plus ritual oh my god dude this does not <laughs> leave me i got asked this question at the simbi event and i was like how long do i have to continue to answer this it is um but um i was thinking about you guys have seen rick and morty right yeah 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 of course have you seen the episode the purge No. What is it? I don't know so, the title. But so, so I'll tell you what happens is that the Rick and Morty are flying over some planet, and they they have to stop there, and they discover this is the one day these cat people purge, which is that they're very organized, very nice people, but this day they go ham at each other, killing each each other. <laughs> oh, this is like the purge the movie. Right, it's like the purge the movie, right? And I haven't seen the purge the movie, but I figured that. But yeah. it's it's such a it's such a commentary on how all of us operate. You give me all day, and I'll work my ass off. Last thirty minutes, I want to purge one way or the other. Would you gravitate towards food, television, lying in bed, whatever, whatever? Right? Like, it's always the case that there is some unspent energy, unspent stuff that you or power, unspent power that you need to exercise in one way or the other. And um, socially too, like if you hold people together and don't let them exercise that abuse of power that Varun was probably talking about, the Lightning Emperor was talking about. that's what you need you need one day this office retreat <laughs> this finally i can i can do it right it's it's kind of like that so um that's interesting the discharge of power through that yeah somebody had uh, so have somebody had asked on super chat about tenet and uh, while i haven't uh, seen that movie yet uh, the idea of uh, uh, in his uh, like in 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 the previous nolan movies right the way he had actually covered the different aspects of uh, space and gravity and dreams i actually had huge expectations from this one and th- i mean this is on a tangent but the feedback that has been going on so far from tenet has not been the the best hmm. dude i love tenet oh really that was an awesome movie oh wow okay i'm so glad because i was somebody's rescuing nolan tomorrow. now <laughs> yeah exactly that was awesome dude When I started watching Tenet, um, I, I had more expectations, right? Because I hadn't seen the trailer. Right. And in the beginning, it was confusing, right? First thirty minutes, forty minutes, whatever. And then I just got it. Like I started watching with subtitles because Ten- Nolan makes it even more confusing. What he does is he make he has like five characters with five different accents: Indian accent, British accent, you know. <laughs> He's like the accent. kids next door. You know what kids next door is? Yeah, they used to do that. Yeah, yeah, they used to do that in the Hindi version. They'll have a Gujarati accent, a Bengali accent, and all that. It was just so confusing. Okay, so forget that. So I watched. So I watched it with subtitles because I watched it at home. Okay, yeah. don't ask how. Sure. Uh, <laughs> so I was watching, and dude, I loved the movie. I loved the ending. It made so much sense. Okay. And I was just like, dude, this is such a beautiful movie. Like, obviously, some of the extra confusing parts you can just leave. 
but like the timelines make perfect sense and okay a lot of people just didn't get the movie and this like i saw some reviews okay and there was this girl like 16 or 17 year old girl who was on this so what happens is all these movie websites right they hire people who are like in their early 20s to write reviews right if somebody is 18 or 19 or something like that who doesn't have any experience of physics or science or in general whatever studying arts or something and that person is giving like you know saying oh this movie doesn't make sense that's probably not their target audience <laughs> she gave it a one and a half star rating and she said i'm only giving this rating because the it's nolan nice. no oh, the graphics are nice and i was like dude what is wrong with you i love the movie I, uh, there were a lot of in, like scientific inconsistencies but if you can ignore the fact that there is a bubble around the human like yeah. if you just agree on that i think the science is like Jackson. All right. Okay. Let's let huh. let me watch it, uh, and when we might we might do a discussion on that, because I have a I have a I stream pending it, of Neuroscience of Time since one uh, month. Yeah, that's what I we had, originally decided to do. Yes, I had a scheduled stream one month ago, and I've been reading about time, and it's only been getting worse for me, and I've realized that this is not a topic that I can cover just by myself. So we should do it as a discussion, and Tenet would be a great backdrop. Can I mind fuck you a little more? Go yeah, ahead, yeah, man. Yeah. This is what this conversation is for. Please blow my mind, please. <laughs> okay. Yes, so, right there. <laughs> so Tenet, there's like two modes, okay? And this isn't. I think in the trailer, right? I mean, if you don't, guys don't know this, then you're living under a rock. Hi. I haven't watched the trailer, but now that I've watched the movie, I hope that <laughs> it's in the trailer. So there are some people who are moving forward. Yeah. And exactly. the same guys can move backward. Yeah. Okay, so they go through a device that moves them backward. By backward, they are moving forward. they're aging whatever but the environment is moving backward right uh-huh. okay and as long as you have your own air you can live in a backward going environment it's essentially not a reversal of time like i told you i think i've mentioned this a few times time is not real hmm time is just our interpretation of re- of entropy uh-huh. yeah. so our eyes and our brains record disintegration like maybe you throw a grenade and the grenade blows up we experience the grenade blowing up at a particular speed that's time we can ex- if if you have supercomputers in our brain we can experience it at a slow speed i think we've had this conversation before yes now if you reverse entropy what happens is there's a grenade and the grenade rearranges back into its normal piece huh. into its normal whatever um yeah whatever the shell the, yeah the shell okay so you might think that that is an impossibility right reversal of entropy is an impossibility yes or no yes, yes. okay it's not <laughs> Theory has it that before the Big Bang, the world was actually going reverse. Mm-hmm. Huh. They the, the theory is that I mean this is one hypothesis. Right. Theory in science means a proven fact. This is a hypothesis that before the Big Bang, Big Bang is like a a segment of like least entropy. Hmm. Before that, and I know obviously we're going to most entropy. Eventually there'll be heat death where all the particles are basically yeah like basically it's, like it's like a perfect most basic state hmm. now if you take the big bang and you go beyond the big bang like before the big bang you'll find that you can spawn an entire world through yeah right so it's like it's like a pendulum like a, think of yeah. it as the infinity symbol yes. and we are on one side and the big bang is the central dot exactly we we are somewhere here okay we are somewhere we are somewhere yeah. here yeah right? exactly okay so now take an imagination of and by the way our universe is still young yeah okay now imagine what would how would humans evolve and this is just a pure thought exercise how would humans evolve 
if indeed time was moving backwards hmm right firstly what would planets look like right i think planets would be like shred apart they would hmm. be just be floating rocks in the yeah, air they haven't formed yet yeah so because they're going backwards right yeah um physics would be very different like i don't think those humans would need to eat there should be an energy requirement no there would be there would not be an energy requirement it would be the inversion of re- energy requirement right energy you would actually have to you you have you would have to constantly create energy for you to survive <laughs> you would need to consume consume calories to survive okay yeah. can i just say somebody has just put up in chat uh, the big crunch and i love it <laughs> yeah i mean <laughs> so if you go back long enough it's not the big bang it's the big crunch yeah the exactly. big compression yes so okay. so so that's the thing right i i don't i mean it's it's just an interesting thought experiment to figure out what would forget about micro creatures right microbiology think about right. what would full blown human like forget human like intelligent species look like hmm. how would they produce and how would they con- you have to constantly keep producing energy to survive there here you have right. to constantly keep consuming so it's like it's just a beautiful uh, by, by that logic it would it would be so here is because the way i saw it up until when you said if time was going backwards and i'm going to use an absurd example so bear with me i thought now i don't need to eat food now shit needs to go up my asshole and then food will emerge from my mouth that was my first conception of how that might be forgive me again but i i see where you're coming from but there is sort of an sort of an issue and i'm only using like the evolutionary framework for this so right now i face a difficulty i survive that's great i adapt to that right now if time's going backwards if i survive something i'm going to face a difficulty after yeah so i don't i don't know if it would be difficult it would be a completely different world i think the rules of evolution would be the same i think it was because you still need to survive to reproduce right. assume there was reproduction you still need to survive to reproduce right right so you're going backwards you constantly need to create energy and by the way any sort of friction would create uh, energy would so not create heat no it would not create heat because see right now you do friction you create heat you think right now you're actually you you can measure it on the brain whenever you think any time you think you are creating a little bit of heat right right, right? we Electric. are expending energy to do whatever we do right. there you're constantly uh, you you're basically cooling the air by thinking mm. <laughs> right you you do some if there's some friction you get into a car accident it's a car blowing up it freezes it would be weird dude like i i don't even like i don't know all the repercussions i literally it's like, like it's like you're walking down a road in afghanistan there's nothing and suddenly several pieces fly towards you make into a car there is a, and everything like you can't even predict how things are going to go bad at that yeah. point this tenet does this by the way tenet does uh, all of this stuff so yeah play with this idea quite well so i have a very weird theory uh, i think we may have spoken about this before about the hypergraph theory by stephen wolfram no we about haven't how, oh we haven't i not you not not me as part i i've heard a lot about wolfram i've never really read into his stuff right so he had started off making a parallel uh, search engine called alpha alpha something anyway Al, wolfram alpha and uh, he came up with this thing called hypergraph theory in which uh, the same concept that time time is not a separate entity time is simply uh, an equation running and one equation running multiple times or infinite times will end up in this universe whatever be the starting point it will end up in this universe that i agree with whoa, whoa, whoa. i didn't even get anything there walking yeah, through it's, that yeah it's uh, it's it's super tricky to explain without drawing anything but 
basically like an infinite regression of one single equation running over and over again whatever be the starting point whatever happened in big bang if you keep running that equation million times 1 billion times 100000 billion times huh. the equations arrange themselves into codes that eventually lead to this universe interesting and of course i don't understand everything about it of course i i read the paper that he made for layman to understand his original paper which was completely in physics and maths and i didn't even open that one right. i i read the one that he wrote for us and i couldn't understand 60% of it but the 40% that i could understand uh gave me this idea and if there is if there are people in the audience who are who have read it and who can explain it better please tell me but uh, what i understood was time as a construct does not exist time is simply the equation running from point a to point b and mm-hmm. the more number of equations you run the more time it takes huh. and so if suppose human uh, life had not happened if uh, let's say big bang happened there was x amount of energy and that energy didn't do anything it would just die off entropy uh, it will just die off all of this what i understood this, this is my take from it the whole purpose of the universe everything that has happened since then has been energy trying to postpone the inevitable huh. inevitably everything must die but when is that inevitability depends on the number of equations you create very interesting so it's so, adding complexity to itself yes so the more complexity you make the you are just postponing it you're postponing it and it for me it blew my mind because i got such random thoughts uh i thought of how the more complex i make life the more time i seem to have huh. if i have one thing to do in a day my time goes out like that no it's so boring if i have just one thing to do in the day i never and, leave the bed and i i don't even get it done right and if i have 10 things to do i get all of it done time passes very quickly in my head though but I seem to have I don't know how to explain it I seem to have more time it's like I'm squeezing out more time from that one hour and there are lots of reasons for that from even from a neuroscience perspective because my attention is more the more attention I have the more I can appreciate micro units of time right I um I had this very intense discussion with a psychology PhD student he was my TA mm-hmm. back in mm-hmm. back in the day and him and i used to have like our own like notes exchanging thing after class where i'd send him like detailed notes he'd send me back so we had a we had a bond yeah. he's been on my podcast his name's adam i'm forgetting his last name if somebody was beautiful podcast um and i was talking to him about consciousness and because i was very astounded by the fact that no scientist even dares say no psychologist by the way would ever have the balls to say the c word it's not allowed capital c consciousness not allowed they have no accessibility to that idea much less only philosophers mathematicians and to some degree physicists handle that now and they too will also like they'll have very abstract theories we don't really have something there's like my my professor would say if you can define consciousness properly you win the nobel prize it's that it's that simple and um i was like i wonder if consciousness is the sense perception of time probably right, probably right? Is. 
because if i'm unconscious no time passed i don't know right when i'm yeah. so busy i'm lost it's like the flow state loss of consciousness no time perceived when yeah. i'm so i and it's it's easily measurable in the sense of psychedelics if people are on psychedelics their sense perception of time changes radically so does their consciousness absolutely and i was absolutely. like is that a feasible hypothesis and we i mean he was he, was, he said something similar he was like that's feasible but like how do we take it from there how do we measure it so on and so forth if you've uh, if you've ever had bhang uh, i'm not recommending it i'm not saying i've had it i'm not even talking about it i'm only talking about it from an academic perspective what are you talking about but uh, <laughs> cannabis and time it's a, it's this theoretical hypothetical right substance. is this imagination i have of this stuff this <laughs> i have read about articles that huh. talk about how bhang changes time perception and apparently you could be sitting for 3 4 hours and laughing and only 5 minutes have passed right and or you're sitting for 5 minutes and you feel like 3 hours have passed and the whole I've day read articles gone. like that too exactly we are all very well read right that's what i like <laughs> that's what i like about this group i don't know by the way i understood the hypergraph theory like i, I just googled it while you were talking i oh got it oh my god can I there be more it. swag than this genius It's it's quite simple. It's quite I downloaded simple. it. Okay. Huh. Maybe the article, maybe the article I read was really. You know what I remember? You know what I just uh, the image that I just got uh, in the Matrix movie one. <laughs> Neo is sitting on that chair, and he just opens his eyes and says, "I know kung fu. No, I know jujitsu." <laughs> no, it's quite simple. I tell you, um, the easiest. So the reason I know. what it's what he's talking about is because max tegmark talks about the same thing max tegmark is one of the guys one of the earliest proponents along with hugh everett uh, about the multi uh, multiverse theory. theory of the right, quantum right, right. multiverse right. theory so uh, it's it's simple right the hypergraph basically means this if you take a very simple formula mm-hmm. and you take one say okay let's take a formula like a plus b this is the b okay yeah where b equal to a plus b hmm right if you take a formula like that and you just let it run over Hold many on. simulations a plus b is equal to b is the formula yeah if you take if you take a formula say a plus b okay this that's just the formula let's not take an lhs or whatever let's right, just say right. a plus b right where b includes a component of a plus b hmm. okay so what's happening is you're essentially creating something called a fractal you've seen right. a fractal right right fractal recursion yes. fractal right yeah. this is complexity so sciences Yes. So what happens is a fractal is basically an equation where which already has a part of the equation. In computer science, we call it recursion. recursion. Like it's a form of recursion. Recursion is usually pure, right? Where there's a function a which calls a again. Here, what happens is there's a function a which calls a plus something more. Something else. Yeah. So it's constantly adding a tail to itself, which is already in the original formula. Hmm. Right. So the tail is getting longer and longer and longer, but the formula. which it's repeating gets more complicated over time yeah. so fractal if you've seen a fractal starts out very simple if you keep going into it it gets more and more and more complex but it's the same formula that's repeating right. so what i'm saying and even what um, max steinmark says is that the universe is probably just one formula that you can write on a t-shirt it's probably mathematical in nature and yeah. when you repeat that formula because there's a part of that formula you know somewhere on the right which has the formula itself it creates a very complex universe this is a this is like a simulation recursion too in a way where it's like it, it, simulation theory reasons i there's this book called the holographic universe mm-hmm. you've heard of it i've heard of this i've heard of this um right. same idea absolutely the same idea that it's essentially a hologram and a hologram's like you may cut away any part of it but the leftover part has the image of the original part and the interesting part is all neurons 
all nerves are the same I, yeah. as as far as i understand it's like no matter where you it's like no matter where you take a cross section of the nerve it looks like every place else i'm forgetting how how, how it was phrased back in the day but yeah. this fractal nature exists pretty much to the deepest parts of our biology everywhere. as well everywhere 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 so that's what um, i mean so, uh, even when i was reading the bhagavad gita and it 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 seemed like these are all different ways of saying the same thing same thing yes and that's what blows my mind it's it's as if uh, so vivekananda had this phrase where it said that uh, there is only one ultimate truth and we are all standing on the circumference and we are all following down different radii and from a distance yeah from a distance it may seem that you and i are going in opposite directions but it's not we are all going to end up in the same place and i would suggest that we have no choice but to go to the same place i think that we are all wired to look for answers and we are going to end up in that place some some of us will reach it earlier some of us will reach it later that's it except for the people who are extraordinarily powerful because of some narrative and they want to prevent you from getting to the center because they're like mera narrative hai i don't want this narrative to be replaced so don't go to the center mm-hmm. this is why the entire christian framework was so against the conquest of science okay. because the minute because science allows each our fellow man to accumulate an incredible amount of power by himself mm-hmm. or right. herself doesn't right. require like cooperation of large swaths of people uh, so they prevent you from getting to the answers like if this guy gets the answers our narrative god spoke from but, the bush but do, don't prevented. you think it is only a temporary prevention do, i i don't think in the long run like sure in the short term we can we can prevent each other sure we can we can stop each other from understanding but eventually i think it's it's not possible it's, it's the 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 flow of power is too much i understand in, in that direction i understand like dude i read a tweet today okay which is like in 10 years we're going to have agi really you, you, you think so i don't know i i don't know I I, yeah even i'm so uh, these guys keep saying it's going to take us longer like the ones who are running it i hear them talk but it's going faster prakar yeah, yeah like it's, a, it's an exponential <laughs> and exponential curves are very scary because you don't know when it is going to come into into the picture yeah. right like if it's linear i understand okay okay last 10 years our computing went from x to y next year it'll go you know another whatever x yeah my, my my problem is that we may not be able to recognize agi when we see it also because i i look at human beings and i'm not very sure if there is agi Uh, I mean, or GI. Let's. Are you calling people dumb? <laughs> That's Siddharth is like. I want to say people are stupid. <laughs> I don't know. Most complex. Uh, uh, I don't think there's GI. Um. <laughs> By the way, AGI is artificial general intelligence. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, so for the audience, right? Uh, yeah. So I don't because we still don't know how to define general intelligence. Oh, we've no idea. I mean, idea. that's the truth. We don't know. That's the truth. we use the word we use the word general it's the most like it's it's like a noble gas it does not interact with shit it's so boring right because we cannot we have no framework for defining in four sentences what our mind can do it's in it, in its entire depth we just have no concept yeah yeah right. uh, uh, do you follow novel oh of uh, course we follow novel i think both of us follow novel yeah novel's the guy he's he's incredible yeah very smart guy he's incredible and uh, i've been i've been sort of obsessed with him in the last one week and uh, i mean i always used to follow him but now i've started breaking shit down like what he's saying 
and one thing you said about uh, so he's he's he doesn't think AGI is happening in our lifetime, and that is one of uh, that stood out because that was one of the one things I kind of disagree. I think it's going to happen because we don't know what AGI looks like. So I think that we are going to have a situation where AI is going to seem intelligent enough that we'll call it AGI because well, we don't have, have a you yes. know no no you know what I'll tell you something uh, Siddharth. We yeah. are, when you say we don't have, I, I agree, we are very dumb as a species, right? In so many ways. And so I don't think it's necessary in, in, in that vein of thought for us to have a definition of AGI before creating it. Because yeah. we did not have the definition of cognition before we did computers. Like we had no cognitive psychology until we had developed computers and we were like, oh, that is how we do it too. Oh my God, that's so unique. Like we're really like that. We need that AGI to walk us through its rules of thinking so we can be like, oh my God, bro, that's how I think, yeah. right? Like we are, we're pretty dumb like that. We, yeah. uh, it's, it's, um, it's what uh, Wittgenstein would call language games. Like it's a brain short circuits as, as soon as we go beyond its field. There is no more yeah. intellect and causality to poke the centerpiece with you can't really tell um, and, I also, and look i also feel like uh, sometimes we cannot visualize it um yeah so so for example somebody in the chat said god particle firstly that's the media doing its thing right the god yeah, particle, it's, god man. Part. it's not really the yeah. guys who so do it? research on books uh, higgs boson are like please stop calling it god particle like, please don't do that to us yeah that's yeah. kind of against the whole point <laughs> yes, yeah, right so the christian caucus is like yes the chat is like the chat is just like which theory have I heard of? Let's throw that thing. Go down the complete theory. Throw all the names. Let's hope they speak about it. But, but there's, a, there's an important lesson for us in the Higgs field, right? So we learned that interaction in these different fields, and they're like some 16 fields or something like that, that interact with. And the standard model of physics basically explains those fields. Right. The interaction of these fields, these quantum fields, creates different properties of the universe. Mm -hmm. Higgs field's interaction creates mass. Mm -hmm. Without the Higgs field, we wouldn't have the concept of mass. Yeah. But we would never know fields existed. Just by using our eyes, we would just never know about it. Mm -hmm. So similarly, I think the secret to consciousness is like looking at it from a completely different perspective. Right? We looked at things, properties like mass. If you just look at it like mass, measure it on a kilogram scale, be like, yeah, yeah I get what mass is. Fundamental but, unit is object then, not yeah, something else, right? You wouldn't know about Higgs field like that. So the thing is, you need to look at consciousness in a different way. You need some different way of measuring consciousness. Right now, we just have a like, stupid medical scale, right? Like, is yeah. this person awake Conscious or, or yeah. coma or not coma? Not coma. And, <laughs> there's no, I mean, you can't, you can't say, you can't take two people and be like, this guy's smarter than that guy. We have measures like IQ. Hmm. But we don't, we can't really tell what is the, like, just like we have a grid where mass is the output of interaction of some of those grids we need a grid where our thoughts are the result of the actions of some of those grids i think in the 17th or 18th century there was this scientist who created a device that could create a graph mm -hmm. okay uh, he did a he was the first guy who created the ecg yeah ecg mm -hmm. what he did eventually is like he just put a needle and the needle basically creates this whatever Wait. on a piece of paper right right he found a patient with like a crack in his brain like crack in his skull sorry huh. okay so he pulled out the skull he put that needle and he started recording that the brain has waves specifically during dreams okay when the kid was dreaming and the kid had the ex same exact dream the same pattern was thrown right. on on the piece of paper right so we understand to a certain extent that parts of the brain light up blood flow goes there we understand it very crudely 
it's just how do we un- how what is the method to understand it perfectly i don't know so yeah. here is something i i have to add to that you are making a beautiful point by the way this is something that most people don't realize quite instinctively especially when it comes to ideas or like stuff in general most stuff begins the inquiry for most stuff begins empirically you observe you see what you can see you see what you can measure and then you make but then there is all this wisdom that we've now come to accumulate especially in in fields like you know physics biology and chemistry that you have to interpret through abstraction mm. right you can't see it you can't observe it but it's happening you see the effects of it so you go back in symptom what that means is you go back the chain of causality you reverse and, engineer the right whole, yeah. and and i'm using the the chain of causality you go backwards in it because that's sort of like um that's sort of like going backwards in time to see what was happening in mm-hmm. a in a way to understand abstractly speaking in in your imagination and what not right yeah. the problem with consciousness if we were to play around with my idea of consciousness being the sense perception of time mm-hmm. is that that is the beginning of all that there is no going back to that there is no back of that right mm-hmm. so i'm not sure if this the the new new perspective that we might be have to looking at consciousness from necessarily comes from a causal place i don't mm-hmm. think there is a precursor i don't think you can use the sentence fill in the blanks and thus consciousness happens mm-hmm. i don't know if that is sens- sensibly a case to make because that's where causation begins in my head is when i'm conscious mm-hmm. so uh, so there's actually a way to test this right and and i've i've tested this before also and all of you guys have if you drop like if you cut your finger or you like drop something on your leg you don't feel the pain instantly yeah there's a short delay before you feel the pain that delay is probably the synapse transmission speed and i assume that your consciousness also works at that speed mm. right so the ideal test of this would be like try to speed it up try to speed it down try to make the entropy in the world slower which will also affect the entropy in your brain and see what are the results of those experiments unfortunately it's unfalsifiable we can't test these mm. so it's not just uh, the speed of the synapse it's also about uh, uh, gates of pain so there are different uh, uh, levels in which we are trying to decide how much pain to let through and uh, your brain has the capacity of dialing up and dialing down so the amount of pain you feel will be different for the same stimulus depending on but that's like, not the point yeah. the point is how how Quick. What is the delay between you feeling that pain? Whatever the level of pain is, right? right. Whichever channel it uses, voltage, gated channels, calcium gated channel, whatever it is, right? What is the delay? Is it like one second? Is it like zero point whatever seconds? Got I think it. that's a good way to start more than anything, right? Hmm. Uh, wait, what were we saying before this? We I, were I talking a... about if we could figure out consciousness through causality, and I was saying consciousness yes. as the beginning of causality. Yes. If you think about uh, energy exchange. Okay forget okay not exchange think about energy transmission hmm uh heat getting converted to light uh, heat getting converted to sound sound getting converted whatever uh, in the beginning of the universe that's what it was all about energy getting transformed from one form to another and this kept happening this kept happening at some point energy got converted into a form that could respond to that energy hmm hasn't that always been the case has it i mean i'm i think i think the third guy is the best person to answer that but i mean isn't it like isn't it like there is potential energy like isn't there like an attraction between energies no think about this uh, think about what is consciousness right now how do we see if somebody is conscious how do i know you are conscious i'm talking to you 
you're talking back, right? So that means that you are able to A, sense input, two, process input, and three, give out input. Right. Give out an output. Sorry. Right, right, right. Right? Input, processing, output. There has you to remove, be more. There has to be no. more. Otherwise, the computer is uh, conscious, right? Correct. Right. Yes, I, I, I agree with that, Prakar. Exactly. Even so, now. Yeah. What's his name? That I, I think Hofstadter. I forgot his first name. Mm-hmm. Right, right. Hofstadter. Hofstadter. I think he, very famous guy. Right, right. Firstly, right. Hofstadter like gave me an existential crisis. I'll go on a tangent if I start talking about that. But Hofstadter talks about how if you take like a bunch of say Coca-Cola cans, string them together, put a central processing unit on top of them, the Coca-Cola, the set of that Coca-Cola can plus the thing is conscious. Hmm. Right. Similarly, we are conscious because of a collection of all these like different things that's going on in our body. Yeah. Uh, and consciousness is as much a function of the body as it is the brain, right? Um, because if you don't have hands, then you will not. I mean, every dream you've had is a relies on all the inputs and outputs that you've had. Yeah. Um, you can actually go deeper. You can say the earth is also conscious yeah. because the earth is full of humans and creatures. Think of it like the earth has an immune system, mm. right? And we are the good bad guys because we are constantly like we're like you know killing everyone, and we also have. Bacteria in our gut, living organisms. Exactly. So, so, I mean, so, consciousness is an amalgamation. Cannot, yeah, exactly. I think consciousness is a uh, is an emergent property. It 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 doesn't uh, it emerges out of increasing complexity of communication. Hmm. So exactly, I think that's a bang on increasing complexity of communication. That's so well put. Sorry. Yeah, well put. I have a problem no, no, to that, but please finish. Yeah. No, so my idea is that there is, at some point, energy stops getting just transformed from form to form, and energy starts to communicate. Uh-huh. Now we we are still figuring out at what point that happens, but we know at what point it definitely happens, which is at the uh, amino acid uh, unicellular organism level. You know that a unicellular organism is able to interact with the environment. So as the environment changes, the organism's output changes. It's a to and fro thing. It's a communication, right? Right. But within the unicellular organism, there is a nucleus. And that nucleus will have uh, either an RNA or a DNA. And that RNA or DNA is able to interact with the environment. Hmm. So before the unicellular organism, there is a level of just proteins. Right. Which are also conscious in their own ways. Yes, but it's less conscious. And they don't have a cell wall. It's just amino acids strung together. And they are interacting with the environment at a much lower scale. And what you call as the primordial soup. So when the earth was formed, initially it was just elements. It was just... And then the lightning struck and then... Yeah. (laughs) I mean, I don't know. I'm assuming that the lightning struck. But at some point, hydrogen, nitrogen, carbon, oxygen, they just formed bonds that were able to interact with the environment and this is the tricky part because after this everything is clear and before this everything is clear but something happened there where interaction started and uh, biologically there is something called as prion proteins p-r-i-o-n prion and prions are on the cusp of uh, lifeless and living Hmm. we don't know we don't know if they're conscious or not but we know that viruses are more conscious than prions. Hold up, hold Back. up. Go, yeah. go, please finish. finish. No, no, no. I'm, I'm sorry, yeah. please. No, so the idea of 
unicellular organisms being able to interact with the environment mm -hmm. when unicellular organisms come together they form multicellular organisms they form fungi fungi right. are definitely conscious no but that that's what i mean are we are we sure that's what we mean by conscious is it just alive right like so the the definition you seem to be offering is complexity is proportional to consciousness right the more complex yeah. a system the more conscious it is and i i've, the, I've played with that the more complex the communication between uh between the organism and the environment and within the organism right the node the okay, different so nodes of the system yeah. okay so so i have a question okay humans can feel some suffering yes right. we are a fairly complex creature yeah. if we combine with computers we can feel even more suffering because we'll be more complex and more you know whatever sure yeah then by that definition because the universe in a, is an amalgamation of so many different bodies the universe is quite complex the universe is conscious okay by that definition the universe suffers greater than the universe's suffering is greater than any suffering we can ever hold up hold up hold up i think that's a mathematical formula pushed too far because my, my, when i think of consciousness it necessarily involves agency right mm. like it no. has to at least involve agency the fact that no. i have no. some can you just of, repeat that can you repeat like that? if i have so if you've seen you've seen harry potter you've seen the cruciatus curse the impervious curse and 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 the and the avada kedavra right the second one the impervious impervious imperious imperious yeah. imperious curse, curse right yeah. so an imperious curse the person's walking around but he has no agency he or she has no agency they're not conscious right. you see what i mean like yeah. that's that's my narrow definition of like consciousness needs to involve agency that i have control over my actions but, but how do you know the universe doesn't have control over its actions I mean, I, maybe the universe does not. But if I run a thought experiment and I create something as complex as, say, scale the complexity down, more complex than a person, less complex do, than a universe. Would you think? Would you think that bacteria in our gut, which we have plenty, say a bifidobacteria, one individual bifidobacteria in our gut, do you think it knows that Prakar Gupta is conscious? I don't think so. I don't think it'll ever attribute. If it could, it would never attribute agency to your actions. It'll just say. big thing rotating around sun which but, is what we described but, the earth as here's the deal but um it would still be able to tell say if the bacteria in my small intestine if this uh what's that thing called where the blood vessels meet your whatever's digested so starts with a v in in your intestine like if that that little bit of that blood vessel flowing over my head is conscious or not because the organism as a whole is probably an appreciable to the bacteria it's just too big but something similar what i'm offering is not infinite but you never see it no i mean you mean villes did you mean villes scripts no no but think about this okay think about this assume great biology i'm forgetting assume there's a bacteria okay and it's sitting in your blood stream suppose it's entering your blood stream somehow okay it will just say oh, i'm in a river the river is not conscious just like we sit in the river and say river is not conscious That's what I'm saying. Like the Earth, and plus the Earth's time scale is very different. No, Earth fucking has been rotating around. Earth's about what four and a half billion years old. But then we what again get we? like, don't we get into the unfalsifiable territory again? If I can never yeah. find out if the river conscious or not, true. you're like this is a, this is a hypothetical. Right. Yeah. Karl Popper shoots him in the head. He's like, "Chalo, chodo, maine kya kiya?" But so you're right. I feel I feel like we cannot uh, use the word conscious as if it's a binary. Right. Uh, because I feel that. Uh, by definition it has to be a spectrum if it's a so, spectrum my yeah. problem is i don't know if i am the most complex thing for me to be the most conscious thing in the, in, in whatever right. observable you, you see so what i'm just I mean? going by the general math we can claim we can make the claim that tapeworm less conscious than human human less conscious i mean tapeworm less conscious than chicken chicken less conscious than human human less conscious than earth earth less conscious than universe no we just do we have no, that no. I'm not sure. I'm not sure if we can say human less conscious than Earth, though. I I, I have a theory that uh, the complexity means 
how could its constituent particles communicate with each other and i i still don't know if the uh, the cells in our body do they communicate with each other better than the species on earth it may because not be species on earth also right that might it might be fractal like by the way a volcano and a river interacting but the thing is specifically and this is something that's different about humans and most creatures see our optic nerve is the most powerful nerve in the in the, sure. in the body right because the optic sure. nerve literally was the beginning of evolution yeah right? evolution of brains so in fact there are more nerves going from the eyes to the brain than the entire spinal cord and everything below it right yeah. so that's the most power most important part of your brain um i think specifically you need a central processing unit hmm. you need some unit to be able to take the rivers like if you had a big unit on earth some unit to take the rivers some unit to take all the volcanoes basically one way to keep track of the entirety of all the things happening on earth yeah all the channels going in and out because look the sodium gated channels in our say hands and legs are exactly the say rivers and dams maybe artificial or not artificial doesn't matter in in the body dude i learned this thing about um, uh one of the bacteria in the gut okay they form a film around them they form a biofilm that's why yeah. antibiotics don't work on them right so that sounds like how you know humans would form you know a dome around them to prevent meteor strikes it it's it's very it's very similar it looks like there's yeah. complexity the output is complexity that's what i'm saying i think consciousness is an emergent property of lot of elements interacting at a central processing unit whether the earth has a central processing unit or whether consciousness can form without a central processing unit debatable right. but i'm definitely sure that there will be some unit or some planet out there which has a central processing unit either naturally or unnatural hmm. i have one last thing to add to this yeah there was this um there was this um check card um There's this concept in in physics called the Boltzmann brain. Have you heard of it? No. What, what is it? it called? Boltzmann brain. No. Okay. Okay. The Boltzmann brain is essentially this. It says it's a theory that says that if you leave anything in the universe and leave it to be slightly warm over billions of years, it will form a brain-like structure. And oh. the brain-like structure will last less than zero point one seconds, and then it will you know go back to normal. So statistically. The chance that you are a Boltzmann brain is much much higher than the chance that you are a human and you are experiencing your full life. Jesus whoa, 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 whoa! What? What the, the fuck? What <laughs> the? कहाँ से आया? हाँ, मेरे को तो एक slowly slowly take me through this slowly. This is interesting. Take me through okay. this slowly. Yeah. Can I share? My yeah, my yeah, whole, yeah. You the one most curious. Science. <laughs> For a second, I was like, what? You know, Sid. What's very interesting while Warren, uh, well, the Lightning Empress has a screen, yeah. is. when i took when 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 i tried to study the evolution of consciousness and this yeah. is with one of the guys who's known for his work on the on the subject i spent the yeah. entire semester studying the evolution of language because mm-hmm. i was and then in the end i was like where is consciousness i don't see it he's like you were looking right at it oh and i was like what the hell and the class was called evolution of language and oh consciousness and intelligence hmm and the whole idea was that there was some need to be abstracted there was need to abstract meet yeah. there right and and that led to some and we don't have an answer we don't have no answer so what you just said prakar is exactly what i said but you said it in different ways right language is equals to communication right now oh if you stop God. thinking of language as just what human beings talk to each other right. and you think of language as just exchange of energy exchange of information language as a neurotransmitters between humans language as a way of 
so why did unicellular organisms become multicellular how did it happen how did amoeba become fungi eventually because they learned to communicate they, the hey, two cells I'm, yeah i'm so sorry the, the screen's no, no. gone blank i i got to fix that uh chat give no, me no, one second no no that's because that's probably because i'm sharing my screen right 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 but i'm trying to get that fixed just give me one second okay just give me uh, one second you had set up your obs in a particular way or what right i had now now it's cool just give me one second we are back online sure 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 no worries mm-hmm. no oh yeah chat is full of blank screen op wo log bhi keh rahe honge itna itna acha mood bana hua tha but can they still hear us though they can they can they can hear you absolutely All right. well and good i chat uh, language is not exchange of energy thermodynamics kaha se le aaya oh uh, no 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 so the idea of uh, if you think about language as exchange of information and information as ab theek hai varun you can share screen now and knowledge no yeah that's what i meant okay, okay okay sorry 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 to interrupt you guys huh? no 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 worries okay. right go ahead Should I, should I go ahead with the Boltzmann brain? Yeah, yeah, go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. Cool. In this physics thought experiment, a Boltzmann brain is a fully formed brain complete with memories of a full human life in our universe that arises due to extremely rare random fluctuation out of a state of thermodynamic equilibrium. Okay. The Boltzmann brain argument suggests that it is more likely for a single brain to spontaneously and briefly form in a void in the universe because the universe is like 16 billion years old or something like that. Then it is for the universe to have come about in the way modern scientists, science <laughs> thinks it actually did. Which means the chance of us, if you take some object, just leave it into space for like billions of years, there is a one post like at least for zero point zero one seconds, it will form a brain with complete with memories. Okay? okay. The thing is because there are so many such floating objects in space, the chance that the, those brains exist is much higher than the chance that we are human and we are having all these memories and experiences. It's strange to me because I, I like I'd be like okay. This so, is called the measurement problem, by the way, in astrophysics. Yeah. Uh, the measurement problem is that you can't probabilities don't work when you're looking at 16 billion years because anything can happen in 16 billion years. Right. Yeah, yeah. All of humanity's experience has been what 200,000 years, like barely anything. Right. Um, we we claim that statistically we are an impossibility and everything we do is an impossibility. But everything beforehand, like all these weird things, because there's just so much time, those are more possible. So Boltzmann brains are more possible than human brain. Chance so, that I'm experiencing this and have full memories is more likely. What's interesting is that uh, if you really start thinking about it, our existence is either an impossibility or an inevitability. It yes, has to be one. It's an in- inevitability. I, I, I feel it's an right. inevitability. Hold up. Because we're here, right? Impossibility, yeah, here. impossibility, or inevitability, right? And Two it's interesting. You're right. No, and it's interesting to me because it's framed in human language. and what i mean by that it's framed within the confines of human thinking and it's mellow with the bias of human thinking and what i want to sort of get at is it's the there is one thing i could never separate in all my education that i did no matter what subject i was picking up and that phenomena is called anthropocentrism if i'm saying the word properly which is that okay. we have a human centered thinking it's like why is mickey mouse walking on two feet and speaking in a language then flirting like why is that happening it's because we project the human into other things yeah. right and it's this sort of like a narcissistic existential narcissistic bias that we have towards ourselves right there's, that yeah there's like a phrase in uh, poetry personalization it's a, it's an actual poetic device right the table has feelings human feelings right you personalize everything right and it's it's weird to me because this gets repeated so often uh, you have to wonder like say when we think of consciousness 
What does this bottle of water have the same consciousness I that I do? We don't say that no. part, but that's implied. You see what I mean? Like it's 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 rife. This this need to see something like us is rife. Yeah. But at the same time, if it's too close to us, like think about Graham Hancock talking mm-hmm. about a civilization that's similar to ours but not exactly like ours and everybody's like oh what the hell are you fucking talking about like get out of here right and it 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 just makes me wonder or like aliens for that matter yeah. i don't want to believe that that's some creepy shit that's some freaky conspiracy stuff but well, you said something that's very interesting you said that if something if you personalize their table or something and basically you cartoonize it humans are fine with it but as you get closer and closer and closer to humans is a dip where we don't believe it that's exactly what i'm coming to on a conceptual level it is called the uncanny uh, valley it's called the uncanny valley but we'll come to uncanny valley in a bit okay mm-hmm. this is a beautiful comment by someone called by by rishi tava sarkar that says i have a question let's say earth is conscious so will mars and other planets yeah but why the planets don't communicate with each other see i don't know if earth is conscious that's just a you know philosophical stretch yeah. but um, planets do but but there is a way to, for planets to communicate right they're all around the central processing unit called the sun right we have got orbits they orbit around the sun the, the sun is the central processing unit and there are obviously debris coming going from earth and mars i mean i'm pretty sure that happens there's yeah. fields of energy right electromagnetic there's quantum there's 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 all these all this interaction so the happening. sun has like these maybe the sun is the central processing unit because the sun mm-hmm. also generates a lot of energy right this is so, so weird Time so the sun has arms your the, the earth is the arm of the sun uh, the the mars is the left arm neptune is the i mean by the way uranus is literally uranus <laughs> romans romans knew this by the way uh, or the greeks they they had no neptune was poseidon they they named all the plants based on their gods yeah that's what we right. did too like in hindi that's that's how it is right brahaspati and buddh and all that jazz too yeah. right exactly even now, the days of the week and yeah right now imagine there's a large like planet or star or something that comes very close to our solar system it's going to happen in a few billion years comes very close to our solar system what will happen is just like a magnet popping one of our planets is just going to be pushed out of the orbit and the star keeps going and earth maybe gets pushed out of its orbit earth it's gets like an amputation it's an amputation yeah. and essentially the question at that point is will the sun miss the earth <laughs> yo That's, this i think this stream is better than tenet chat i want to see you is, right this stream is better than tenet i'm having more fun than i'd have watching tenet i have to tell you about uh, uh, a poem that i had written uh, about okay when you said when somebody said uh, do planets talk to each other and the answer is of course they communicate through gravity and the way they communicate through gravity is uh two planets decide how depending on their mass or their weight and depending on the distance between them how much should one interact with the other what should be the pull what should be the push you're going to come to power i know you're going to come to power <laughs> and i thought of how human beings interact with each other and if two people were to meet say a boy and a girl and how would they interact nice. how would they gravitate language towards each other how would they come towards each other how would they talk to each other who would have more power over whom who would circle around the other who would be the central figure and who would circle around the other depends on their personality depends on their distance huh. how close they are to each other Huh. Huh. And is love that different from gravity? 
Actually, actually, I have something to say here. Okay. Because we fall in love too, by the way. Just make. We okay. fall in love too. So this is actually a poem I'd written on gravity. It's called. But that's gravity. wrong. But that's okay. wrong. Tell like, me. Tell me. Give me a counterpoint. Falling in. I mean, I mean, I agree with some of what you said, but falling in love <laughs> is wrong. I'll tell you why. Objects in on Earth do not fall. Nothing on Earth falls. Like this is the biggest misconception in the world. If I take this and drop it, this is not. I mean, it looks like it's falling, but space has no direction. Right. 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 Even if you look at if you look at space from like this, then what's happening? It's going and sticking to the ceiling. Right. Right. What people don't understand is the gravitational forces. Pretty much, obviously, it's a very weak. He's force. a physics purist, by the way. But, Your poetic <laughs> devices are not going to work here. But wait, yeah. it's, it's pretty yeah. much. I, I claim poetic license. I can write whatever. <laughs> but listen, it, it's pretty much the fact that it works like magnets. Right. What's happening between the Earth and say any object is the Earth is a massive magnet. This object is also maybe a light magnet. It goes and sticks. It doesn't matter whether it's below Earth. We, right. you know, we are also below Earth, right? Some people are below Earth. They stick. Right. Stick. Gravity yeah. is not. Gravity does not make things fall. It makes things like Stick. the bigger object pulls the smaller object, no matter what direction you're looking at it from. Sure, but what if that is what fall means? Well, so fall, fall is specifically one direction. No, right? I think you're, I think I know how to settle this. No, it's, it's language. The word, is, the word is attraction. That's why love is attraction. <laughs> Okay, no. and, and and it's more powerful people who attract so, the less powerful hang people. Hang on, are you saying that the word "fall" should not exist at all no, in no, the no. language? No, no, no. I think I think the word "fall" is perfect because for the very reason because in both contexts it's dysfunctional, right? There is no functional falling in the gravitational sense, and there is no functional falling in the in love, love sense either. Yeah. Right, but it, the the dysfunctionality works, and that's the so irony. What you're saying is what you you only think you fall, <laughs> you don't fall. <laughs> it's like it's like like I'd say it's like magnetism. You just get attracted to each other, especially when you're exactly. 24. It's just like, <laughs> oh, but man. no, that's um <clears throat> that's that's a solid point. It's also funny how that happens. It's not like like. Uh, tell me if I'm wrong, but if two planets move towards each other, don't they like circle around each other and slowly come to a center? Yeah, That's how it happens sometimes in love. Some, sometimes they also like just stand in front of each other. There's something called uh, in in, gravi in gravitational theory. There's something called being tidally locked. Mm. So Earth spins around an axis. It's like Earth spinning around an axis and moving around the sun. It's like this, okay? Right, right. Yeah. But there's something called tidally locked, where if two planets like there's a massive star, like maybe I say a red star, and there's another planet which is really close, the planet does not spin around its axis. Mm. It's just like just shut the fuck up, stay. Yeah, like and this. they just keep looking at each other. They just keep Stand looking at each other. Like, can't take your eyes off me. It's 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 it's, it's a couple of those psychopathic couples that see each other at the bar. The rest of them dance. The rest of them dance. <laughs> Some of them have a face off. It's like we're gonna find out who's more powerful today, right? Amazing. Right. So this is uh, so this line of thought actually led me to think that uh, we just understand power in different names, mm -hmm. but at the end. Power is just forces influencing behavior of two constituent particles with each other. That's the most science book definition of a thing I've heard today. So I'm glad for this. This reminded me of school. Whatever be the constituent right. particles, if right. you're talking of stars and planets, you're saying gravity, electromagnetic. Sure. In if you're talking of atoms, then you're saying Van der Waals or whatever. Right. And you're saying saying humans. You're saying patriarchy or love or religion or. Whatever, right. all these abstract concepts. Right. But language is the medium. Language is the medium. Yeah, language exactly. is this strange force, fifth force of the world. I mean, obviously, it's a 
science does not recognize it as a force, but it's a fifth force that can actually, I mean, you and say, if you, if you really like a girl, you can bring the girl closer to you with speaking some words. Dude, even gravity cannot do that because gravity is such a weak force that the two people, you're only true quantum, <laughs> true quantum game. That's like a true quantum. <laughs> so, so in fact, there's a concept of something called a magnetar. I don't know if you've heard of this. No, say, no, no. Heard of this? no, no. What's it? A magnetar is a planet that usually has like huge resources of iron. Uh-huh. That is just, um, it becomes a massive magnet. Okay. Okay. And today we have learned to charge, like the way we charge our say phones or whatever is we convert the way we store electrical energies, we store it in magnetic form. Yeah. And then we undo that magnetic form to re- release electrical energy. Like that okay. ferrous to ferric or something like that. Okay. okay. Now imagine there's a magnetar. Okay. And a magnetar has a weird look. Let me just see if I can show you what a magnetar looks like. It just looks very weird. I don't know why it looks like this. While you search for it, I used to have a class. I never took it at Columbia, but I always wanted to. Um, the mm-hmm. class was called from physics to from physics to poetry. I said physics. Oh, lovely. Right? From physics to poetry, and they would talk about like all this kind of. St- I, that just sounds like another interesting title if we ever want to change it from the trifecta of reality. Oh from wow! From physics to poetry. Right. Oh, you know what? I'm going to share that poem at the end of this dis- discussion. Hell yes. Hell yes. Yes. We should. should. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So this is a magnetar. Yeah. This is how it looks. It's a type of neutron star believed to have an extremely powerful magnetic field. Uh, the magnetic field decay powers the emission of high energy electromagnetic radiation. So in, in fact, there's a way to power, like get to even more, like right now, one of the best ways to get unlimited power in the world is to capture the energy of the sun. Hmm. Okay. But a better way, an even better way, is to capture the energy of a magnetar. Because mm-hmm. magnetars pulse, and that one time you capture the energy, you can power the Earth for like rest of its existence. Oh my this god! Mag- this is what a magnetar looks like. Damn! Whoa. I don't know why it looks like. Is this I like mean, a computer-generated thing, or is this like an actual like? We yeah, because it's almost as if it's almost as if light light waves are following across the magnetic. Yeah, uh, you can see the field. That I mean, is see so magnet- wild. This is that a is really field. crazy. That's really crazy. You can see light bending literally in some sense, right? Am no, I, am so I you know what? Properly? It, no, no, that's not. I mean, that's not actually light. It's be, it's probably because uh, there are iron particles sort of flowing on that. That light's being reflected from that. that stuff. Yeah, light being reflected off those waves. Damn. Oh, damn, bro! That, that fuck yeah, man. That's great. <laughs> like on your feet thinking, I I would not get there. I was like, oh my god, light's bending. That's good. No, but then uh, there is only so much of astrophysics that we can talk about. Before we realize that, uh, yeah, we are what, what are we? Why are we? are monkeys fighting for power. That's what we are. We are monkeys fighting for power in more complex ways. Bro, that's it. That's it. Democracy that's it. is just monkeys organizing themselves to, to divide power. You know what should be the one thing humans should be working on right now? What? Like the most, like I think the most important thing we should be working on is trying to capture the energy of the sun. Yeah. Like, like we should find a way. Yeah, I mean, if you capture the energy of the sun and everything is like free energy, because to be fair, doing, society is doing that, except it's S O N, unfortunately. S O N. I mean, it's all about the family. Okay, sorry. Very My man, you've been reading, you've been reading too much racism and like all that literature. <laughs> I'm gonna have to. Hey, send him some books, no? Please, just like sorry science about is cool. Continue. Continue. All the poetic license expressing itself. <laughs> No, the, the, what we do right now is we burn coal, we burn fossil fuels. What we do is we put like these solar plates, you know, how solar plates works is very weird. Okay. Mm-hmm. They're just, it's so mechanical. You won't even believe it. They're like a, they're like glass, whatever reflectors. 
sun beams down on them and the glass reflector basically you know yeah like pushes the beam towards a tower and the tower basically has like hundreds of glass reflectors putting you know energy there the tower gets really heated and it converts that to electric energy right and that's it's losing so most of it no that's losing most of the energy forget about that it's just so ridiculously inefficient like the as a design to do, huh. the better thing to do is launch missiles straight at the sun somehow try to um, create these big reflectors on the sun itself and beam those reflections down to whatever station you want to convert mm. energy mm. okay now you might think this is impossible how can you even go closer to the sun the corona of the sun which is like the outer layer is some is incredibly like you just roast anything that comes near it yeah. but nasa has actually managed to send something to the sun yeah i don't know if you guys know this but they've created some weird structure which is able to tank the heat of the sun uh what's it called nasa sun something else called nasa so somebody had talked about a uh, last question by isaac asimov and i just want to sh- give a shout out to sunny uh, very cool that is an awesome awesome short story mm. you everyone should read that i, I love it dude it's I love, love it. yeah it blew my mind it just changed the way i, I look at the universe you oh should read you oh should read it oh my god man uh, you know what is uh, what's a good way of looking at the problem we are trying to address is the it's it's like it's called the decision tree like where okay. do we focus all our human energies on right. on the many decision trees that we have like the on the many options in the decision tree and I, it's an interesting one like capturing the energy of the sun yeah it's called the parker solar probe they somehow managed to send something to the sun man humans are getting so creative so there's this that's what that's the weird thing okay there's this bunch of humans on the internet watching tiktok abusing people trolling you know doing some nonsense watching netflix and there's other bunch of people are sending stuff to the sun we did alpha whatever deep mind the alpha fold yeah 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 structure of proteins and i'm just like how how do you are we do we have two different species of humanity hmm. what is going on like why is there one species that's doing stuff and the other species is complaining and yeah. doing nothing it's the same species though i mean it's the same brains just brought up differently i believe that it's it's uh, it's like power discharge it's like the excess energy that you don't utilize that gets like, yeah. it's like a biting your own tail kind of a thing that's what uh, i think we what we that, what we truly do when i said like it's, it's monkeys dividing power systematically i think it's <laughs> monkeys biting our own tail have you seen that uh, have you heard of jim jeffries i've heard of uh, him. he's a stand up comic and, and, yeah, yeah, i love stuff the australian no yeah yeah the australian right. and he had this one uh, one bit about Uh, atheism mm-hmm. and- oh, i love it dude like <laughs> he says he say, he says two things and then he says muslims that's the one you talk about right yeah I, I, yeah everyone goes quiet and he's like why but anyway continue sorry right no so the the what i wanted to point out in has in his bit was about his train analogy huh. he said that the human civilization is like a train you have the engine where you have all these scientists thinkers people who are innovating creating stuff small group of people and uh, most of them are atheists and they are actually looking for uh, ways to improve our lives ways to improve our existence and figuring out how to solve diseases how to solve the energy problem how to move ahead and not thinking that okay there'll be an external power to come and save us all we have to do it ourselves nobody else is coming out for us then you have a bunch of then you have a compartment where you have agnostics and uh these guys really need to make up their mind because they are neither here nor there and then you have the rest of the train of uh people who will believe that there is somebody else coming to save us and 
every now and then the engine guys are looking at that big nail that is attaching the engine to the rest of the train hmm. and thinking if we just pull this hmm. imagine how fast we will go right it's but just a problem it's a problem because a lot of my loved ones are in the back of the train you know <laughs> like it's like i am not willing to dump my father just yet that's not going to happen anytime soon you know what oh, i mean man. <laughs> no i i i love that i love that stand up it was Dude, um, the internet's going to change this but the internet's going to make us all really 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 interested in doing cool stuff and yeah. there'll be a pathway to do it right now like, like conversations 20, like this yeah 20 years ago there's no pathway right okay i want to get started building spacecrafts who's going to take me in like i just have an idea That's i don't right. know where to start but you can start you can get to a point and be like bro i know some stuff hire me hmm okay um Can we take like a two-minute break? I want to get Red Bull. After after we come back, <laughs> you... I have something even more interesting to say. Go ahead, go ahead. You you want to take a break to sit? No, no, I'm good, man. I, I'm Rest not sponsored by Red Bull, so. Okay, okay. He's like, I don't have no sponsorship <laughs> commitments. Howie, <laughs> chat. Ah, uh, it's fun, man. This is fun. I had yeah, I'm dude. having such a good time. Your chat is super interesting. I mean, I think they're following everything that we're saying. They're For pretty sure. well behaved, actually. You know. Nice. थ्रूट I am telling you how intense. Like uh, my brain has burned so many calories trying to process yeah. everything we've been talking about. You guys sitting here, you are the real champions, man. Yeah, I, I agree. I mean, big shout out because this is not an easy conversation to uh, just none listen. To. Not even close. I, can I say? Yeah. I get that the internet is full of random entertainment where you don't have to think. Where monkey see monkey do. Yeah, right. and I get why easy it is. I get how. Uh, relaxed it is i have sat through hours of watching friends even though i've seen it a dozen times I because i don't want to watch a documentary right. i don't want to think right. and i get it and the fact that there are what 680 there were 700 people watching this and participating in the chat dude amazing love you guys here uh, is what i'll add to that I I don't like I don't blame people for watching friends on reruns I have done yeah. that right and yeah. I mean I spend my time doing stupid shit as much as anybody else probably does it's not important that you understand everything and that you are great at everything part of what I was talking about today when I was talking about Varun uh, on that live stream was that pick your lane but when you do become great at it like that is stuff you should have in your control that is stuff you should and that's your contribution to the overall discourse like none of us is trying to talk about chemistry we don't understand Yeah. or ethnobiology that we don't understand we we're staying in our lanes in some sense yeah. we're taking yeah. our guesses we're extending ourselves but that's because there is a solid foundation that exists for that to happen and 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 that's all there is to it if like um spend your time doing stupid shit but do one thing and do it right that's the least that's the least good um, have you guys seen doctor stone no 
I'm going to take a quick break to go ahead. Go ahead. Talk, keep talking, please. Sid, you should watch Dr. Stone. By the way, there's this guy called, uh, before we do that, Itachi Uchiha put a $100, whatever, 100 rupee. Uh-huh. What's it called? Super Chat. Super Chat. And he said, uh, Solar Energy, uh, I mean, whatever is talking about Solar Energy, I'll just share my screen and show you quickly. Yeah. Oh, Itachi Uchiha. Uh, so, uh, why don't you get the reference? Yeah, of course. Of course. <laughs> so, this is, this is a concentrated solar power tower. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So what happens is um, all of these, uh, all of these things here, these blue blue things that you can see. I don't know. Should I zoom it for you guys? Yeah. So these are all they're solar panels, panels. and yeah. they're rerouting the energy of the sun back into this tower. That's what I meant. They're mechanically rerouting it back into the tower, and there in the tower, it, it gets converted into electrical energy. Right. Right. So, uh, like the one thing that I find interesting is that. Uh, at some point, electric. Okay, uh, when did electric uh, electricity come? At what point in the universe? So heat, light, sound. Electricity and, always been there. I mean, yeah. static electricity, like you can rub two things, and I think old villagers used to know that, right? No, like, no, no. I'm talking of in uh, the universe terms. In astrophysics, has there been electricity as a energy form? Of course. Where? Of course. Uh, I mean, I'm sure there are anything where static electricity is produces electricity, right? I'm it's sure there is cosmic light lightning too, right? Yeah, there's lightning. I mean, electricity is... I don't know if lightning is electricity. Is it? Must and be. It, that's an interesting question, huh? Very basic. We need a physicist. Uh, I, I wanted to discuss... Uh, yeah, okay. Cool. But that, it won't I'm be a bad idea because... to pull in a guest once in a while. Right? Yep. Like have like a proper physicist and then we could probably just break into that. But go ahead, please. But good guys, if, if you can, and this is both the Prakar and Sid, there's this anime called uh, Dr. Stone. Okay. Please watch it. Like, please, right. this is my request to you. You will absolutely love it. It's only 25 or something episodes. Varun, do me oh, a favor. I love it. Talk, done, about, done. talk about anime. Do me a favor. Do, do my YouTube a favor. Talk about anime. <laughs> <laughs> you have no idea what that stuff has. Man. Anime has the reach of a monster. It's as yeah, good yeah. as NoFap on YouTube. Do you like, know? Do you know why? Do you know why? <laughs> why? You know why? No. Most of our audience, I mean, at least your audience on YouTube, is like younger people, eighteen to twenty-two. They had plenty of free time. They were the first generation to be able to watch anime first on TV and then you know download via shows. Hmm. Yeah. All of them relate. And when they ask their friends what anime to watch, they just like top two or three anime that you don't do yeah. well. But guys. Watch anime, uh, watch Dr. Stone. It's beautiful. It's like, it sounded really boring. Okay. I didn't want to watch it. Then somebody kept pushing me. They said, watch Dr. Stone. You'll love it. You'll love it. And I saw it. First episode was really boring. And then when I kept watching it, I was like, dude, this is such a beautiful anime. It inspired me. I haven't seen an anime that has inspired me. Are you serious? To do what I do on a daily basis. It inspires people into science. It's like, it's even better than Carl Sagan. It's even better than Neil Tyson deGrasse. God, watch it. It's beautiful it's beautiful you know what is this very is interesting about anime i was listening to wikipedia's founder talk to tyler cowen and mm -hmm. and tyler was like like how does this work if everybody can edit like is it not contradicting information all the time he's like well on some stuff it's always contradictory information when people edit wikipedia pages but on some it's just flattery non-stop and one of those pages is japanese anime it's only people who are interested in it and they'll come say the best things about anime non-stop. And for somebody standing on the outside, like me, who's never seen an anime, and somebody talks about it like that, somebody smart, right? And I've had multiple smart people talk to me about it. 
I'm like, what the fuck is this cult? Like, what is what is happening in that TV that yeah. is not nowhere else, right? I watch Dragon Ball Z. That's the only exposure I have yeah. to that genre of thing. What about Naruto? No, never, never. Oh, gotten okay. Ready. Dragon Ball Z though, I was downloading episodes at 34 kbps per second back <laughs> in the day, and I was just like, okay, I'm going to wait 30 minutes for this episode to download so I can watch it, like even an hour sometimes. So like that's you know that stuff I watched. Naruto is actually a great, uh, great anime to analyze. Uh, there are so many levels of uh, neuroscience. There are so many levels of power play. There are there is a lot going on in Naruto. Only thing is, it's too long. Mm. It's too long to analyze. Actually, Death Note would be a better one to analyze. Just Doctor in terms Stone. of okay, no, watch Doctor okay. Stone. Screw You'll it. You'll finish it in two days, man. You'll finish it in two days. It's okay, so okay. Short. where is it? Is it on Netflix? Where is it? Do you know? Uh, Chat. Where, you where know, are we going to find Doctor Stone? Bata do. Tum logon ne sabne dekha hua. You know the secrets. I don't know when I watched it. I think oh, I. रिसेंटली Uh, it's called the Polar Express. Have you guys seen it? Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. The anime, the it's the animation movie. Okay. Or or there's this other movie called Mars Needs Moms. Have you seen it? No. There is something wrong with the movie. And everybody who's watched them, like the movies bombed in the theater. Like they did really badly, and people started complaining about the movie. And you've seen something similar in Sofia. You know Sofia, that AI whatever right, in Dubai, right, yeah, yeah. Saudi Arabia. People hate Sofia. They like she's creepy. They like you know she appears in my dreams or whatever. Humans, when you make something cartoony, you take something that's non-human, you try to build it into a human-like creature like Santa or Snowman or whatever. If it's cartoony, people are fine. Mm-hmm. And if it's really human and very realistic, they're fine. But somewhere in between cartoony and realistic, people get really scared. Yeah. And creeped out. Yeah. You know there are many theories for this. The first theory is that humans, when mate comes from mate selection, humans. keep an eye out for people with def- with faulty immune systems that's why we don't for example date somebody with warts on their face or something because you know faulty immune systems face um, is your health for, card yeah we look for somebody who seems like um they could de- deceive you and a human that slightly off looks like they could deceive you but most important like I, and this is probably not the true answer but i saw this and i was whatever like there might have been somebody in human ancestry that has a fear of something that looked very human mm-hmm. there might have been a human like creature that hunted us down and that's why we're scared of the uncanny the big ape the big ape my friend used to say that he was like the what's the yeti is real it looks so much like us it's just smarter but that's a it's an interesting hypothesis because we have all this uh, evidence along other homo there is neanderthalis exactly. Right, like like, Cro-Magnon people killed off. No, I mean, the Neanderthals killed off Cro-Magnon or whatever. Right, something in, happened. Yeah. So we've when we've had parallel evolutions of the same like g- uh, genus or whatever it's called, right? When we are phylogenetic, like we just separated only with appearances a little bit and and whatnot. We are basically the same thing because now there's only Homo erectus or Homo, homo sapien, yeah. Homo sapien, or um, I think we were fighting them off, and that might be an evolutionary hypothesis. But I have something to offer. Tell me what you think, Varun. Or for that matter, Siddharth. Um, 
you see the scarecrow it mm. acts it's as almost the same mechanism right it's for yeah. the for the complexity of a, a crow's mind that looks similar to human and but it's not just that i'll take it one step further and we'll talk about something like mannequins mm. you walk into a mannequin factory and that place is creepy as hell yeah right you you like mannequins are creepy in general i've never liked mannequins since i was a kid yeah right and you're like what the hell is happening there right it's it's just too similar is it that there is it's devoid of like like i don't know what's so, happening there is a beautiful neuroscientific explanation for this hmm empathy is inherent in the human brain right we and it and it actually goes back to uh, so i had said personi- personalization it was actually personification, personification right and we are wired to see ourselves in everything right because that is the way we see the world uh huh so you look at a if you look at a pot it's a pot but if you draw eyes and a, li- a nose and lips on the pot it becomes a face and like if the, you talk like the, sorry 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 please yeah. go on no 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 so i mean and if you talk to that pot long enough uh, that pot will seem to have expressions right because we we are wired to see faces we are wired to see expressions and we are wired to read expressions hmm. more importantly hmm so the reason that a mannequin freaks us out is because your brain thinks this is a human but why is there no reaction why is there no reaction why is there deception no... what it looks like a deceiving human yes it's it's as if they are hiding something huh and that freaks us out uh um... there, there is a reason why all ghosts all scary images have humanoid faces right so if you have a blob no eyes no lips nothing just a blob it's less scary it's not scary it's not scary right but you give it a face and it's scary because now your brain is trying to read the face it's trying scared to of insects <laughs> you look at those small eyes whatever yeah and you look at you try to see it as an as a human with those eyes right and that is creepy you can't fit it it doesn't fit in with your reality you know you said that about like, faces like what lightning is doing right now dude no i'll tell you something okay our sclera are white right yeah. the sclera of our eyes is white right yeah because humans are a cooperative society right you need to see where somebody is looking exactly you need to see where somebody is looking that's why that's why we want this Think black. about that. Gorillas are black. Sclera, you can't tell where a gorilla is looking. God damn! You know, gorilla wants to attack you. Is looking away. <laughs> the, the 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 depth of it is something like this. It's not only competitive advantage that helps you survive. Sometimes it's cooperative advantage what you evolve for. And yeah. your eyes being this way are a cooperative advantage. Because yeah. you can say, oh, let's go there, and all of you can go there. Right. Yeah. And Or you can just do this. You know what's funny also is that the evolution of language has this buried right in the middle of it. the fact that we needed abstraction to point towards something to guide everybody there because we are cooperative at our core everything about human evolution has this element of cooperation built right into it there yeah. is competition no doubt but it's not like a one or the other kind of a thing it's very it's it's very intermingled um this goes back to what varun said at the start about how you need to cooperate first and then compete right you know the competition happens later cooperation happens first Your gorillas like i said have black sclera they don't cooperate gorillas are usually like very solo even though they seem like they're in packs yeah do you know what scares humans the most black sclera if my entire eye was black 
Yeah. Like, it would scare the shit out of you. And we've seen this in a lot of horror movies, right? Where yeah. the character's entire eyes is black. Yeah. Where so it's normal, they close their eyes, it's black, and you're like, oh my it's God. It's just black. Like, they, they look like, whatever. It's, they look humans, like ghosts. Yeah. yeah. You, you know you cannot cooperate as a human. You know you cannot cooperate with that person. That person is hostile. There is no yeah. bargaining. Yeah, there's no bargaining with that person. That person is hostile. That person is hostile. Run. Actually, any there are movies where the whole eyes are white or the whole eyes are red or the whole eyes are yellow. It doesn't matter actually. If, if you whole white see... is not as scary as whole black. Oh, really? really? I don't know why. Evolutionarily. I'll show you a picture. No, no, no. I think it's late enough. It's I... like I have to go sleep <laughs> afterwards. You know what's funny is that when I was a kid, I just remembered when I'd look at cars from the front, I'd, I'd think like they had you faces. You would see faces. Right. That's instinctive as hell, right? Like you're like, okay, okay, yes, it's light, it's eyes, and then the the grill in the middle is its mouth, something like that. Yeah, I think everybody yep. does that on some level. Everyone does that. Even uh, even phones. I, if uh, if you, I mean, so yeah, the our instinctive response is to spot a face. Hmm. Everywhere, everywhere. So this is why people say there's a man on the moon. Right. You right, look right. at the uh, marks on the moon and you see a face. You see faces everywhere. Right. It's like that Jesus uh, toast that sold for so oh, many yeah, thousand yeah, dollars. Yeah. Right? Absolutely. And somebody had mentioned idol worship. Absolutely. I mean, there is a reason why you draw a face on the idol. It's just, oh, yeah. It, there oh, is wow. a reason why God looks like humans. Uh, yes. Also, right. why are wow. we doing this, Varun? No, no, so this I is number is. one. This is, this is number one. <laughs> trigger and, warning, guys. Trigger warning. And as you can see, this 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 scares the shit out of us. We know this thing is hostile. We For God's sake, dude. You either fight or run. Yo, that's beautiful, man. Alright, guys, I'm out. <laughs> <laughs> no, think about as for the white reference, think about somebody mentioned uh, Brian Stark from Game of Thrones. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's not scary. It's, it's like not, this guy. That is context also, right? Maybe. Maybe. But also, like, red red eyes. I mean, I've seen uh, which other movies which had. Full red doesn't scare us. Full red doesn't scare us. It's full yeah. black. It's like that's what I'm saying. It has to be subtly different. Right. Like very different, right? You, it's a parody. Mm. It's subtly huh. different. That's what scares you. You know, there's this comic that I want to show you guys. Actually, huh. let me go back to sharing my screen. Bhutopi, Bhutopi in the chat. No, this is, can you guys see this comic? Yes. So this comic is basically about a do- about a wolf that um. says, "Always take care when walking alone, lest you meet those monsters in the woods. They look beautiful at first, like snow. So the wolf has met some sort of monster, okay? But then you see their two long faces, their eyes all black, and you then you hear their garbled words spoken in a sing-song voices, spoken in sing-song voices." Like a parody of you. It's Goose such dogs. a terrible thing to know. This is basically a wolf talking about dogs. Because dogs have been domesticated. Dogs have been domesticated. Dogs are slightly different. Dogs are parody of the wolf. God damn it. So it's that uh, gave me uncanny valley. That gave me goosebumps. Yeah, seriously. So things. So the scariest thing is something that resembles you but is not you. That has to be a weird one, man. Like, why would that emerge? Slightly off. Yeah. Like, it's like, it's like, see, we have an instinctive aversion to snakes and anything that looks like snakes. That's why when we see ropes on the road, we're like, oh my God, that's a sure. snake, right? Like, that's, that's that instinctive thing that we have. Maybe. And you know what because... type of snake scares us the most? Rattlesnakes? A, a snake with human-like markings. 
snakes with human like markings what kind of human like markings you have an image of that cobra has has markings right on the on the very so it's but that's a, evolutionary i think that's a warning sign yeah i think uh, but the point is so we we developed this aversion towards snakes we don't want to touch them or their reptile cousins or none of that because they were apex predators in some sense to us humans we were mm-hmm. the prey but if that if that has to be you know transferred exported into this context that would mean that we were fighting something that was very much like us that scares the shit out and yeti yeti conspiracy theorists really use that yeah they really use this they're like listen man there think about it what could it be it's the fact that we were fighting some subhuman or a suprahuman species that was killing the shit out of us but you know what is really interesting is that forget about yeti and vampire and all that this is what we do even to other humans oh that's very interesting like you you mean the and inherent biases that we have yeah if you circle back all the way to power and you talk about racism or religious intolerance what we do is we demonize a group of people and we say that they may look like us but slightly different but they're slightly different and don't fall for their tricks they only look like us they are not us the army does this you know the us army when they talk when they try to demonize afghanistan or whatever they're like they look like you but they're not actual human they're demons yeah. uh, hitler did this he was like you know the other forces they are not human even with yeah. jews he did that he was like they're not human um and this is important you have to dehumanize the enemy because uh, it's actually very way. difficult to kill uh people that you identify with right and, and you know and you know uh, there's a scientific paper on this saying that if a human finds somebody that looks a lot like them they're more likely to help them and they're more likely yeah. to recognize their face yeah if somebody doesn't look so much like you you're not you don't recognize their face uh i'm not being racist or anything but i find it difficult to differentiate say people who are from china or people right. who are from you know i can make good friends with them right. right and if i know them very well you know it'll be whatever but if i see them on tv i won't recognize them the next time right this is so beautiful because they actually did a study on bias and violence and they found that uh, so your brain has the capacity to see things in two dimension or three dimension and uh, they found that when you if you look at your mom if you look at your brothers if you look at your friends you see them as three dimensional structures you see them as human beings you see that they have depth and when you see someone you hate you actually don't see depth You see a parody of them. Yes, you see a two-dimensional image, and mm. so they are not real. They are only an image, and so they are not real human beings. Right. And it's easier to hate. It's easier to kill them. Is it? Has it something to do with empathy not kicking in? Because yeah. it sounds yeah. very much like that, right? When I dehumanize yes. somebody, what I'm taking, Correct. what I'm actively doing is I'm going against the anthropic. You're principle. preventing empathy. Right. And, uh, there's a there's actually i mean if you take nuns and nurses right and you desensitize them like you make them you know see a lot of dead bodies or whatever they also become like this eventually they stop giving a shit about other mm. people and then their eyes turn black and then you have movies like the nun mm. i hate whoever is in chat saying there's something moving in my curtain i hate you bro yaar tum to me tell me that tell me that, tell me that. come on
What is going on? <laughs> There's only the middle fingers left. That's Dude, a sign what? from the universe. Dude, what? The god what of animation is speaking. Oh, for God's sake. <laughs> I like how this started reality and now we're at stories. Someone's coming to kill me. What the fuck? <laughs> Yo, I'm so sorry for you, man. Oh, yeah, chat. Don't do that, bro. Please, let him be. Bro, bro, bro. Bro, bro, bro. Hey, you, you guys have had sleep paralysis? Uh, very briefly. Maybe for like two, three seconds. It's so One fucking... Second, yeah. It's like... I mean, I told you about galantamine, no? Yeah, for the lucid dreaming part. Yeah, so basically, you... Uh, galantamine is an Alzheimer's drug. I don't know what it does. It's too young when I heard about it. You sleep, you wake up after four hours, take galantamine, go back to sleep, and you'll be lucid. You'll be awake. You can do whatever you want. Oh, You're awake. That'll happen. It's all hell. That'll happen a little bit on modafinil or something of that nature too. No, 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 no. No, no, no. no. Only on That's, galantamine. It's a, wait, acetylcholine estrus inhibitor. So it, yes. it increases your acetylcholine in the brain. I, oh yes, Sid, you know about it. Yes, of course. He's like, wait a second, I have an opinion. No, um, I, I, used, I used to have I'm an not possessed yet. <laughs> I think we're waiting for 12 o'clock. Why uh, did I say that? Oh my, you're setting yourself up for this now. The chat's quieted. No, I, um, I used to have a ritual to get into lucid states. Okay. And it used to work very well for me. And so what I do is I'd lie down, I'd take like 20-30 minute naps. I still do it. It's one of the best like work hacks I have is take a 20 minute nap. And what you do is you just focus on your breath, you'll automatically fall asleep or get into this middle state. What I think is also referred to as yoga nidra in the yoga tradition. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. And so I've been doing that quite instinctively for a while. I'll do that. And what I what would happen is as soon as I come to this place of a little decreased level of consciousness, I'd imagine something. And the imagination was I got up from my bed, I walked towards the, the balcony, I jumped. And as soon as I jumped, I got propelled into something. Suddenly I'm dreaming and I'm lucid. Damn. And that happened for a while. Until one day, while this was happening, sleep paralysis occurred. And that, sh- I shat my pants that minute, ever since the, 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 the rituals not worked. But like sleep paralysis is true fear. <laughs> it's, 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 it's quite something. You cannot move. You are sure you're awake. You are not too sure you're awake, but you're kind of sure you're awake. And there is a voice. And the voice is coming from on top of you. And it's it's loud. There's, a, there's a way to beat sleep paralysis, by the way. Just give up. Just, just give let up. it be. Yeah, just give yeah. up. Yeah, just yeah. let it be. That's all you can do. Yeah. Anyway, you can only do that. The struggle makes it hard. Right. Because you've already lost power. Yeah. If this, if you struggle, you're you're in for hell. Yeah. You're like, I want to get out. Call somebody. Then you're then you're screwed. Right. You so, just like, okay, I'll sit through this now. Yeah, the way yeah. I see it is, uh, not give up. I just see it as conserve. Conserve yourself. Conserve oh. your energy. I see like, it as observe. Yeah. Sure. I mean, so what what happens is you will. So it's sort of like what is happening in the pandemic, right? Like a lot of people are, uh, have been going through a very, very tough time because they expect the same amount of control over their lives as they used to in non-pandemic days. But that's not possible because the world is going through something unprecedented. But the world has always gone through something unprecedented. Sure. Okay. That's true. But uh, don't you Does feel Does it mean the illusion of control? Like, you know, the media, the old yeah. school media did this. I think the TV media had such an important role to play by creating a narrative that everyone would agree on. The TV yeah. media did that. Today, right. what's happened with all this, like all sorts of media is like now there's no central narrative. Because mm-hmm. of that, everyone feels like they're controlless in life. He's he's very right. The fact that like in Doordarshan times, that was just Doordarshan, right? But it's, 
I think we went through like this phase of first feeling like we lo- were losing control to then realizing, oh my God, we have new control and this control is probably better <laughs> at least like, you know, for people like Sid and myself yeah. or even for people like, like this abstract Varun that we keep talking about, like grab more control, right? We, we exercised and we, we figured our stuff out. So, oh. uh, uh, right. And, 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 and then it's like, and then it's like, there is a settlement on that, but then we've lost, we've lost power and control in some ways. We've gained it in other ways. Now we want some part of this new reality while we go back to the general sense of the old reality or vice versa. Yeah. Right. I, I, I just think we are so early in trying to understand this. Like 2008 financial crisis is still taught in all economics classes, economics 101 everywhere around the world. It has to be. This is going to be, I don't know what, but this is going to be foundational. So much has happened. We've had no time and I don't trust those dumb idiots on TV to tell me what is right or wrong. They don't have a clue. They've never had a clue. And they're very wait. young. Like, the, like, forget about reporters on TV, but like people who write like um, whatever news on websites, they're just very young. They're interns. Yeah. Most of them are interns. Yeah. And somebody will send me an article by like some intern working at some decent company and be like, oh, look, this company. And I'll be like, Dude, it's, this is not some PhD who's writing this article. It's a random person. Right. Yeah, trace your source. Right. Because chances are that uh, if you were to research yourself, you are actually qualified enough to come to your own conclusions. Right. So and I, trace your source. Overall, yeah. dump central narrative making machines, all of them from your life. That could be a, that could be your guru or whatever, or that could be like it has to be done from a de- in a decentralized fashion. The way you construct wisdom is through experience. Yeah. The way you construct narratives is through observing them. That's what science tells us, right? You see the data, you come up with hypotheses, you test it. You test it, you test it, you test it. Do but, not. Uh, you, you have to understand some people just don't want that. They just want to be lied to and be given a simple story. Like I'll tell you, like if, if you catch me on Avalon Meta Live, which is our usual channel, hmm. we dumb down our content so much so that people were able to, you know, get more people involved. Right. Here, you will only, you have a niche audience. You have a small audience and you've got to, you know, it's different. Right. Hmm. Right. Of course, I know the exposure is not that. Right. It's not universal. That's not what I'm claiming. Yes. I understand that. I, I mean, Sid, the curtain's yeah. really moving though on the back. Oh, for God's you. sake. Dude. I'm, I don't mean to scare you. Is the fan on or something? I just have to ask. <laughs> Sid! <laughs> all right. Uh, either I mute my video <laughs> and then all you hear will be screams. <laughs> Galantamine. That's what you're looking for tonight. <laughs> There's nothing behind it. Oh my God. No, I'm just kidding. Yeah. <laughs> you, you, you know, we've been chatting for two hours. Yeah, man. Two what, hours. What, really? I've live streamed for four today. And f- all four of them hours have involved Varun Maya somehow. It has been oh, taxing. It has been taxing. I, luckily, the last two hours haven't involved Varun Maya. No, I've been yeah. talking about it still. So, like, it has involved in some sense. Uh, <laughs> oh, man. Okay. So, uh. The idea of talking about ghosts is not bad. I, I think we should keep that as a possible topic. For another day for, for sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because there is a lot of potential there. Right. There you know, once I, I, I spoke to... Um, uh, One? Anita Mahadevan. Said, oh, really? Okay. Uh, from from Nimans. Nimans, yeah. And uh, I was just, we were just talking about how to torture a human. Don't ask why we're talking about this. It's just like a random topic. I'd expect sure. that. I'd expect that. Take yeah, a spinal yeah. cord, take a human's brain and spinal cord out, like just rip their spinal cord out, connect each afferent nerve of the spinal cord. As, as one does. <laughs> as one does. Connect Every each time they try to link. nerve of the spinal cord to different mobile devices, like a phone, uh, you know, some other device, etc. And yeah. there'll be so much 
cognitive input and confusion. You, you want to move an arm, but it's not moving. Something else is there. You're getting some different feedback. Yeah. That's how you torture a human. Wow. Wow. What a creative yes, way to go to hell. <laughs> no, no. I mean, yeah. you, you, we were talking about ghosts, right? I mean, right. ghosts, what's the goal of a ghost? The goal of a ghost is not to kill you. I think death is an easy, like, outcome. Hmm. Yeah. The goal of a ghost is to torture you. It's to make your life hell. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, the biggest torture is not knowing for sure. Hmm. And almost being out and then being sucked back in. Correct. Wait, so, wait, wait, wait. The biggest torture is what? Not knowing for sure. Not, not having a... Uh, for sure that's that's all the base of all fear is uncertainty exactly so absolutely even even the the best horror movies the ghost doesn't come till like the middle of the second half of the movie hey we are anticipatory creatures anticipation absolutely. of vacation so, anticipation of sex anticipation all that's anticipation exactly happiness or fear or anticipation is what works because anticipation is the processing of time yeah oh right? beautiful right? and that's why i think consciousness and time are so deeply tied because Absolutely. and we have so, so when people say consciousness is equal to suffering like this the buddhist notion the fact that we're alive is the fact that we are suffering kind of a thing it's that we have imperfect cognition of time yeah. so we have to deal with uncertainty that's fear and uncertainty only arises because there's expectation that's that's why there's and that's desire so desire and fear come hand in hand and as soon as yeah. fear sets in suffering begins yeah <laughs> right and that's all because we are bloody conscious and we can maybe do some part of the time mathematics in our head not exactly not properly carlo rovelli makes no sense to me no matter no matter how many times i try to you know what i mean yeah, so yeah. it's I, I i just think that those two things are unavoidably hand in hand we are uh, we are not equipped to really calculate time because one uh, we don't have the kind of awareness and two time doesn't exist the, the simple so. test for that is compound interest Mm. nobody mm. can make sense of it in their head it took us forever yeah, yeah. to come up with that idea and i think it was jewish people who came up with the idea first and everybody's like oh you are villains for doing that you are <laughs> criminals for doing that it's because you have such a bad concept of time you can't even figure out like this mathematically sound principle so yeah times times quite a mystery i end up oh, talking about man. it very much when i do my when i do my content because it's so inevitably tied to how we perceive things yeah yeah if, if there's a saying okay about about time a thought experiment i think it's called the shoemaker paradox mm -hmm. if i'm not wrong so assume there are three places okay like the, let's assume there's a fictional world fictional universe there are three places in the universe say a b and c and the citizens in each of these places let's say every 2 years planet a freezes for 5 minutes okay every 3 years planet b freezes for 5 minutes mm -hmm. and every 5 years planet c freezes for 5 minutes mm -hmm. Okay, like whatever. So there's a free schedule. So what will A see when free, or or what will B people of B see when A freezes? They look up. Somebody's going to drink like Pepsi or Red Bull or whatever, whatever. And then suddenly they freeze. And after five minutes, they put it down and they go back doing their own stuff. Right. Whereas if you're on A and A is freezing, okay, he's about to drink his tea. Nothing changes for him. Yeah. He continues drinking his tea. But then what happens is when he's looking at other planets. Suppose he's watching TV of another planet. They'll be doing something, walking. Suddenly they'll have teleported somewhere else. Correct. Five minutes would have jumped. Yeah. There'll be like a five-minute like frame skip, yeah. right, of the entire planet. And same with C. Now, what's the logical conclusion? What happens every two to three is six. Six and five is. You're going 30. to fifteen to thirty. Yeah. What is the LCM? Whatever the LCM is. Thirty. Okay. So what yeah. happens every thirty years? Every everything will freeze together. All of them freeze together. Right, so no change. Right. No change. Correct. So that's, that's 
but you know how humans will and they've tried this experiment with humans with real humans with three different planets making them freeze stopping them whatever you know how and they put them in separate rooms obviously you know how people will explain the 30th year like nothing it's like nothing happened no they will explain it as an exception they will all say a b and c will say bro every 2 years this happens every 5 3 years this happens every 5 years this happens year every 30 not. years nothing happens ha. they explain it as an exception rather than the base rule ha. that's why our perception of time is so screwed up right. we can't tell when time is pausing right. so we say it's an exception rather than to say bro we are frozen all of us are frozen right that's brilliant that's Because, brilliant yeah and if a never a... meets and if a never meets b and c they will never even talk about the freeze a will always say that bro be fast forward right or see fast forward and they freeze we nothing there, happens to us there is an even there is a bigger level to this also it is possible that they may not even realize that they have fast forwarded because we have skipped frames all the time in the brain yeah like when i do this i don't see any yeah, of these frames correct but we attach the two frames together and we create an alternative reality that happened in the middle Just so as to yes. explain it right the right. brain is very good at doing that right. yeah so if we if we are to say that i have no explanation for this skipped frame rather than saying that maybe they all froze for 5 minutes we'll just come up with something that explains the jump and not have to go through this whole thing of why would an entire planet freeze right why would all of us freeze at the same time yeah exactly it's it's negated right we just negated the whole thing instead so of so it's it's for quite it. possible right it's, and it's it's not you know you, you are absolutely right like this is also philosophically sound in the sense that we think in negations yeah we think in in comparisons we think we relative thinkers we think in the contrary i am so, the best person in the room until sid walks in right like now i'm the worst person in the room up until i was sitting alone i'm the best person in the room now somebody better than me walked in like he's just yeah. more kinder than i am now i was the only person in this room until this damn ghost for the right right man and <laughs> and everybody's everybody's a hero until the ghost walks in everybody's like stay up to picture hai uski aankhein kali hai we can't do this and and it's so difficult to even people who use telescopes it's just so difficult for them to understand that bro you were looking at millions of years in the past right yeah. it's just take it as a like a as is right look i'm looking at million years it's in the past it's an image right uh, so, if so, if i if i were to ask you how did your last week go or what did you do the last two days no idea uh you will have random snippets of memory and you won't even remember the 7 to 8 hours of sleep that you had which was a huge skipped frame right it's entirely a skipped frame it's entirely a skipped frame but your 11 pm gets attached to your 8 am seamlessly and you when you look back on your memory you don't think about the skipped frames at all they just your life is an uninterrupted story which is actually only consisting of maybe 4 hours of footage right if you jot down everything you remember sab mila ke 5 ghanta ho jayega bas ha usse zyada tumhara life ka kuch yaad hi nahi hoga Right. because your default mode uh, network is activated no when you're doing yeah. nothing yeah. you're just like staring into space i think i feel like that's a function of serotonin because long time ago there was a period of my life like 4 or 5 years ago where i was put on antidepressants okay every time i ate a meal i would just stare into space Damn. and like hours of my day would just go about just me staring into space and i never remember that time right happy people don't remember time like life is just a blur for them unhappy people are tortured and they suffer but they They, they remember longer. they technically live longer their experience <laughs> of life is longer correct so because pain um, pain actually pain acts like a cement hmm. like memory stick 
Hmm. That's and, the purpose uh, of memory in some sense, right? It's for you to avoid painful situations. Correct. No and the hippocampus, the hippocampus and the amygdala move like their drawers best are joint. They're best yeah, friends. They move together. Right. So, so which is the emotional center and the memory center. The yeah. more stressed you are, the more cortisol there is in your brain, and cortisol actually slows. is needed for memories to stick. Right. For it those, slows down time. Slows down time, and uh, for those for those uh, neurons to bond, for those proteins to form. You need cortisol. There's something called as uh, BDNF, hmm. uh, brain divide neurotrophic factor. Bro, full on respect. Full on respect. One sentences khadam karna op is great. Full on respect. Love it. Yeah. Huh. So, yeah, so, so wholesome. Huh. Cortisol leads to BDNF. BDNF leads to uh, more closer memory formation. Then, right. So the more cortisol you have, that means the more stressed you are. So, which is why uh, the things that you study on the last day of the exam or the day before the exam, you remember. Hmm. Because you know what scares me the most? You know what scares me the most? The justice system. The justice right. system relies on witnesses. Memory. Oh my god. Recollection oh, of things. Oh Damn, dude. Bro, like that is the stupidest thing. Like that is so. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's evidently, true. patently stupid. Because I think like thirty, forty percent of the people in jail right now are wrongly in jail. Thirty, forty percent is a good number. Thirty to forty percent are But wrongly in jail. If you want to Some test. Some politically put them. Some. you know witnesses have just given wrong statements etc yeah yeah if you want to trust the veracity of your memory if you want to see if your memory actually stands if there's something like objective happen stands if situations happen to both of us in the same way live through a bad breakup <laughs> you know instantly that reality was two different things when you saw it as one thing oh yeah right like it's like who the hell are you and what are you saying like i never yeah. saw that and that yeah. tells you and and what will happen is like i was speaking to this person the other day who was very much involved with uh, sushant singh rajput way before he died she was she was a friend of sushant or whatever she was telling me she's like i used to look up to this guy he was the guy i wanted to be like right that's why it's like so on and so forth and i'm i'm like is it really like if i think about the one person i want to be like there's nobody i don't think mm-hmm. we have that but what happened after sushant died was that she compressed all those uncertainties into a factual principle that she repeated over time she probably started off with he was a great guy i really looked up to him to yeah. i really looked up to him i really looked up to him i he was the only person i looked up to all that mm-hmm. uncertainty that probability distribution maybe 10% is sharukh khan 20% is somebody else 30% all that compressed into one and that is how we form memory most of our experience is that of uncertainty we compress yeah. that into certainties and pass that off as and that you know one of the most evident criticisms i get on pg radio especially for my political podcast is i don't choose a side and i was tweeting about it the other day yeah as like i can't be dishonest at the core of me i'm fond of philosophy and i have to admit probabilities mm-hmm. i have to say the maybe when i think the maybe yeah. no matter who tells me what i don't trust them entirely yet no matter who that person is mm-hmm. and i definitely don't trust the news media or the government or anybody in power I mean, your own memories are edited over time, and uh, like you just said, right? Your own your own Im- uh, impressions are edited over time, so you can't even completely trust your own memory. Forget somebody else's, right? But uh, the counterpoint is, what's the option? I mean, you know, there's another fundamental flaw with the justice system, which is the assumption of free will. Oh right? God! If you don't assume free will. there is no justice system because you can't exactly. be blamed for your actions now yeah, what do you yeah, do yeah. <laughs> right circumstantial circumstantial mistakes right and today the justice system is such that if you steal a piece of bread or steal like somebody's wallet you're much worse than somebody who's like 
done some major like bank account scam or something right like that. it's yeah, very twisted right. like that you remember it's very was, circumstantial it's very 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 circumstantial you yeah. i'm sure like sid knows and i'm sure you know as well about that one guy in texas university of texas at austin who climbed up that tower shooting everybody from the oh, top yeah. right he had that uh, tumor in his prefrontal cortex right, right and right, right. just because there was a tumor here he just wanted to kill this other guy who killed his mother and his wife and the right. reason was he was like i just wanted to kill them turned out he had a tumor yeah right and at that point well do you say oh this is cancer acting up and therefore we must blame the cancer not the person yeah well you know like if, it's, it's, if you yeah if you go down to the biological level there will always be some explanation yeah for sure right so that's why we said about circumstantial level like something could happen in the environment like maybe maybe for example you're a witness in a crime scene but you don't say anything because you're being threatened and then you know whatever like yeah There's so many situational systems which people don't right. like. The only counterpoint is that just like they are not fully in control, neither are we. <laughs> It's like the systems floating in the same thing. Exactly. So they are not any different, and we are not any different. So if somebody kills somebody else, us reacting like "maro isko, jail me dalo isko, hang him," is also a biological reaction. Right. And it's also wrong. It's also wrong. So. I mean, we are all part of that system. And we, we admit Go to that. It. No, it's the same thing. The state controls monopoly over violence. It's like, okay, if the state does violence, if they kill it, if there's capital punishment in the state, that's fine. But it's, it's like, it's like why? My question is, and this is purely philosophical, why do we choose the most convenient level of analyses when it comes to pitching people for their crimes? Humans are a cancer on the planet, and we must. Erased. Look at him trying to make us all cyborgs. Like I'll say and say this, okay? He yeah. said when we go to other planets, it will not be humans who go there. It will be creatures that look somewhat like us but are different. Have you seen? Mm. Have you 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 seen it? Love Death Robots, right? You both seen yeah, it? Yeah, yeah. You seen yeah, the episode yeah. on the yogurt thing? Yes. Brilliant. Mm. Six minutes Love of it. pure brilliance. Love it. Right? The, the, it's great that they use yogurt. The absurdism is clear. I love the fact that they disconnected it so much from humans. Yeah. Right. No, uh, so many so many of those uh, episodes even the one with the civilization inside the refrigerator brilliant unbelievable good visualization good visualization that's why i love the idea of recursion you know and even in our brains humans love the idea of recursion you look at jesus christ what is the story about what is the jesus yeah. christ story about what is the story of vishnu about it's yeah. all about reincarnation recursion mathematically recursion one of the most amazing yeah. projects the universe is also a function of recursion we yeah. love it this it's somewhere in And even same with DNA, right? It's and recursion. yeah, and the reason we love it is because uh, we are uh, evolved to recognize patterns, and we love it. We love that patterns are. We love patterns we love inside of the patterns. Yeah. Yeah, we and love it. The 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 first uh, kick that I think all science nerds got when they realized that oh, the atom looks like the solar system. Wait, am I on to something? Has anyone ever thought of this before? <laughs> and and then you realize everyone's thought of it. <laughs> Uh, look at right. DNA, dude. DNA looks. I mean, what is the point of DNA? It's like perfect recursion. Like if DNA yeah. can do perfect recursion, you never age. Yeah. Okay. Right. So. But that's cancer. No, no. you never age. You never. You don't age. even need cancer. Right. right now, cancer is caused because you have some errors in you know DNA replication, and those errors are kind of you, you have you need like the sequence of particular types of errors, and then a, a cell just goes crazy. Right. Yeah. Right. So a cancer is when a a cell becomes independent of the system. Now that's a very tricky thing. So a cancer is great for the cell but not great for the system. Hmm. Right. Right. So, it's like it's like um becoming who, who, I was listening to some biologists talk about reversing aging or creating immortality. It's like you know what immortality looks like? I think we're cancer. close. Cancer. 
I think right. we're very close to immortality. Yeah. But in the digital I mean, sense or the biological sense? Biological sense. Digital sense, we're decades away. Okay. Mm. Biological sense, I'm sure there's something that improves replication. Uh, there's something that will re-pull out telomeres. There's something that will figure out, uh, you know, muscle wasting. I'm sure we'll figure it out. Mm. It'll be it'll be uh, unbelievable. Uh, but the kind of socio-political consequences of that will be unmatched because a it is going to be expensive. Uh, if if it happens, I think it's going to be cheap. Sid, I think it's going to be some someone did a cocktail like recently. A you know, med, metformin I, plus. No way, dude. No way. I mean, and I'll tell you why. I'll tell you why. Every human behavior can be traced back to our fear of death. Right. That's what I mean. Socio, not just sociopolitically, psychologically. Oh, that way. You're talking. Yeah, yeah. All see, emotions come from that. Yeah, yeah. The idea of us not dying is insane. And the idea of some of us not dying. Suppose, suppose there is economic some, inequality. Oh my God! Imagine if in a population only ten percent have access to this therapy. Well, man, you were talking about the natural selection process at that. Dude, imagine it's always like, been something. Dude, someone like said that. someone said this on your chat. Okay, I thought it was very wishful thinking. Hmm. He said, he or she said, all humans must be given basics, and then we'll be happy. I think it's stupid. If you give all humans basics and they stop working for their basics, suppose, and I'm, I'm, I, I believe the same thing. They just fight. They create arguments. You they want an example for that? It's called Black Lives Matter. Hmm. Like I'm not saying that you know their cause was not justified or any of that. Of course not. Like I'm not getting political about it. But as soon as the payment started to come in, twelve hundred dollars a month for everybody living in America across America just it just went into chaos in so many different ways. Yeah, I'm like I'm telling you, no. I saw most of my friends lose their jobs and not one three jobs that they'd work a day and make more money sitting at home. You know what that does, right? That's like this illusion. I lived in Harlem. Gun violence skyrocketed in weeks. Mm. People were drinking in the day. People were smoking hookahs and drinking in the day by the river. There was all kinds of like Central Park was full of people drinking. I was there when Black Lives was happening. There were real people who meant Black Lives Matter, and then were these people who wanted to just be violent. Yeah, my my problem is knee-jerk solutions to problems that have grown and evolved over. Uh, 500 years. Yeah. It just goes back and forth, dude. Yeah, and the idea that oh, let's just throw money at the problem. Let's just give everybody twelve hundred dollars. The, I mean, the the human condition is far more complex than just giving uh, basics. Give money and everything. Like there is, that's like the communist than, socialist dream. And yeah, it became exactly. only only it became only about that. No, oh, the other the other political parties say oh twelve hundred, I'll give you thirteen hundred. The other guys okay. I'll give you fifteen hundred. That's what Naval said oh, right on that podcast that as soon as in a democratic system as soon as we can vote people into giving us free money whoever gives us more money will win Well that's not been the case though with like the Andrew Yang candidature he was like take free money Yeah yeah, yeah. right but, but I think like, he never got it No I, I don't think he ever came into the mass limelight like, For sure yeah. for So sure, he said right. he was doing content like us Right He he never did content like you know base level you know what i'm talking about right yeah. right 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 he was yeah. not going to he was not but but like it's true that's why people love like that's george orwell's um, commentary on socialism as well yeah. it becomes a rabbit hole of masturbation it's like please give me more money please make me more happy please give me more money i'll continue to vote for you and yeah. i mean america's yet to suffer the consequences of printing the amount of money they've printed 
It's called absolute pandemonium. Inflation will come. Yeah, but it's it, also always follows. And then when yeah. people have to go back to work, like. I mean, you can see it in Bitcoin, no? The inflation yeah. effects are showing in Bitcoin. For it's not like sure. 3x. It's 22 or something. I mean, uh, suddenly everybody's talking, Musk is talking about it and uh, everyone's talking about Bitcoin. 2013 it's, it's is time, when I converted, yeah. it's when I converted, I think about one third of my PayPal earnings into Bitcoin. Are you serious? You still have it? Yeah, of course, all of it. Right. Dude. All of it. Right. I thought I'd sell it on the previous, I sold a little bit on the previous like peak. Yeah. You but froze. That, it's just, right, right. Yeah, sorry. Right. Yeah, go ahead. that is just here. Excellent. Yeah, yeah. Dude, I mean, it's crazy. And it's because, you know, like one of the best ways I've heard the whole Bitcoin mystery put is that we are moving away from valuing violence backed US dollar to math backed cryptocurrency. Mm. This is it's backed by math. Eventually, the science and the math win. Eventually, like it takes 10, 15 years. Mm. It's because science and math, the, and this is probably a philosophical point. The reason why science and math win is because they're the most stable intersubjectivity. But you know, it's it's not fully true because if the governments don't make money off of the crypto, they will not be able to make a better city and a country for everybody. It's not just so, that, but the governments are... And India, look look at India, dude. India just like banned crypto like two or three years ago. The but Supreme now Court reversed everyone, it. Including the Supreme us. Court reversed it. No, right, it's but, not, right? But, no. but, for, but for a year and a half, the anxiety it caused crypto holders, people who are working on crypto projects is insane. People have been thrown in jail, dude, I know. at that point. Now they're undoing it. Now they're like, oh, you were in jail for two years? Come on. Come on, right. But it's that's so stupid. You took two years. Why would you throw people in jail, dude? Just think, no first. Because, because the governments are not... Yeah, it's like losing control over the one thing that they have, currency. Okay. Government, it, the enemy of Bitcoin or crypto is government. It's mm. the centralization of systems. It's power. It's centralization of power. Yeah. It's centralization of power. And, and whoever, so the one thing, I mean, throughout history, if we can uh, crystallize human behavior into one thing, it is that. It's it an is, effort of decentralization. A, no, it is an effort to gain and keep power. No, I mean, so, see, so this is, this is a Hegelian question. You've heard of Hegel? Father of Marxist thinking, right? Mm -hmm. So the, the real question is, how does history move? Mm -hmm. Right. And he said history is not events and heroes and all that jazz. It's a it's a it's a series of processes and and and, you know, like that shapes history. So it's like um, th when you say hi history has been a process of uh, consolidation of power, there is a very legitimate case that history has been everything but the consolidation of power. It's been the uh, decentralization of power. <coughs> so we had radios. Now we have podcasts is, is one way we had books. Now we had before that we had only Diogenes and before that we only had Plato. And then suddenly information became wider and wider. So it's like the that forms the left Hegelian and the right Hegelian. They both think differently, okay. right? The left Hegelian is your typical Marx kind of stuff. Then there right. is a right Hegelian that's Alexander Kohave. And, and it's, it's very tricky. Hegel's probably the most complicated philosopher to understand. But the moment that Hegel and then Francis Fukuyama, who's a right Hegelian, called the end of history. Mm -hmm. Hegel wrote a book called The End of History, something, something. Is the point of complete emancipation. When power has been absolutely decentralized to the people. Yeah, I, I, that I don't is, know that's a good idea. That's a cycle though, because we started off with complete decentralization of power. We started off with uh, hunter gatherers. Mm -hmm. no, no, no power. Everybody is just on their own. And then power starts get accumulating up to there. And there are benefits to accumulated power. There are things that only accumulated power can achieve. Oh, for sure. So, like healthcare. Healthcare. Right. So even in corporates, Amazon is being able to provide us the services because of its centralized nature. Right. Now, the minute they break up Amazon, uh, customers will suffer some adverse effects. 
and nothing gets created no nothing exactly. gets created so i think about this okay assume you give everyone a ubi everyone gets a basic salary yeah uh no one's going to work no one's going to do construction because we're like screw that i'm getting a salary anyway if no right. one's doing construction who's going to build the rockets who's going to build the buildings right. so should we have not a single building built yeah it's Ever. like it's like saying you make robots that you can have sex with right it's taking away the fundamental motivation with which people work in a way right like if you if you take the survivability quotient out of money people don't want to do is am i am i framing that in a way that fits uh so it's it's more about why what is the drive yeah why get up in the morning i mean in terms of sex robots that's a different uh, i should i should have framed my sentence differently but uh, the idea of what is your motivation right uh why uh, and i mean that on a biological level sex is motivation kind of a thing that's not at that level no at that, at that base level become very stripper like you know just you, there's no actual trade it's trade based on performance somebody plays a guitar you throw some money at them somebody you know strips you throw some money at them it's mm-hmm. not like based on there's extreme no value there's no sharing value yeah there's no extreme value like no somebody creates a building and says oh 200 people can live in this building whatever right. that goes away right. that goes out of the window you don't respect science and art you respect immediate oh this person impressed me right now i'll throw money at him and that's the fundamental it's like sharing sharing exchanging is the fundamental nature of all biological existence that's right Correct. like we have all these symbiotic relationships we have organisms that live inside organisms and on top of organisms and who exchange like who have predator <coughs> prey cycles with each other it's always been that right and then yeah. barter emerges from that very naturally i was reading this book called um coined i think kabir mm-hmm. sahgal maybe brief history mm-hmm. of money something like that beautifully written mm-hmm. book i think i got halfway through it or something like that It's talking about how money arose and sh- like how exchange is purely purely biological exchange of value. Yeah. Um, I mean, one of Navel's lines was very brilliant in this, in that uh, we we look at inequality hmm. and we think of it as uh, income inequality, mm-hmm. and we think, oh, this is wrong. But actually, what is wrong is uh, we are actually comparing outcome inequality. People achieve different things in life. I think this is Jordan Peterson quote, no, not Navel. I, I heard it in Navel's podcast. So But I think Navel edited it better. Go, go on. Yeah. I'm forgetting who did. But go on. Go so on. instead of income inequality, you talk about outcome inequality, and uh, the reason that people have different outcomes, somebody earns more, somebody earns less, is because they make different choices, hmm. and that's their right. You should have, have everyone should have the equal opportunity of choice. Exactly. Exactly. That's all you should uh, make sure. You should be allowed to invest in Bitcoin. You should be allowed to invest in Reliance. You should be allowed to invest in whatever. But Based if your stock your tanks, judgment. if yeah. your stock tanks, you can't say, "Oh, I want the same money as the guy who made, you know, ten times the better choice." Right. Correct. So your choices, you get equal choices, but then you can lose out. It's like a monopoly game where you start with certain money. Yeah. Uh, It's two and a half hours. Somebody, <laughs> yeah, somebody said uh, maybe we can go back to no money. That's so stupid. Like, where do you think money come came from? Why do you think yeah, we had money? Because, because there was no money in were, the beginning. Yeah, because people were tired of carrying pigs and you know bartering them. They're like you know instead of carrying a heavy pig, I carry or exchanging salt, <clears throat> right? Yeah. Or exchanging or salt, right? Or, or seashells. seashells or weird stuff like that. In fact, digital money. Uh, We're not going back, guys. No, no, no. We're only going forwards. <laughs> Now that's yeah, what that's how they term forwards. Bitcoin. No, it's digital gold. It's like that recursion to the past where gold's some concept in our head, but it's digital, yeah. and you know it can be mined, and the, those words the same. What's the second crypto after Bitcoin? Ethereum. Ethereum. Ethereum, and then Ripple. 
ripples yeah. up right now it pehle shayad itna popular nahi tha so this is interesting concept that i read on balaji shrinivasan's uh, timeline about yeah. ethereum and how the f- each fork on ethereum <clears throat> like because ethereum when the community disagrees on something one part of the community takes ethereum part a the other ca- part of the community takes ethereum part b like basically the the ledger goes back to that point i'm not going to mm-hmm. sit and explain all this but the point is uh, it happened in ethereum and ethereum classic and forks have happened since forever like christians have protestants protestants and catholics and catholics right. avalonians now we have houses in avalon so it's like it it happens everywhere like the same patterns are repeating since time immemorial Listen, it's the yeah, same groupism no 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 it's like how long can you cooperate it's that second part of the equation now i have i yeah. want something to compete with we're going to differ here right yeah. so it's like no matter what what you create you, you you cooperate initially and then you need to compete that's the second part that's yeah. fulfillment and all that good stuff Correct. right Correct. It's all about uh, identity, right? Like you need to first identify as a group, and once the group is comfortable, then you need your own identity. Right. Then you can't identify as a group. Then right. you first you establish be, the perimeter. Yeah. Once Bhushan, you establish your safety. Yeah. Bhushan says, "Can we have a fight club system in the world? Just like <laughs> fight and live." The, here's the problem. The problem is the guys who can cooperate will basically build this gang, which is what yeah. happened in human humanity. Like the biggest gangs always been. What do you think countries are? Countries are the biggest gangs in the world. The states. They yes. say you have to pay us thirty thirty percent, no matter what we do for you. It's right. called a gang system. Right. Yeah. And it's I, not just that, but like, I mean, I forgot what I was going to say. Go on, go on. There's something about <laughs> something about this brutishness that I had a that I had a instinct about that I forgot. Yeah, you put you put people in jail who you don't agree with. The biggest gang. They can decide who to put in jail. what is incredible is that we look at all this evolutionary systems and look at today and it's the same thing that's happening just that everybody is wearing suits now <laughs> and everybody is sitting and talking in a much more socialized way but the undercurrent mechanics of power have not changed no slightly and they have how? Like, so here is the deal right when we talk about evolution what we ignore is the fact that culture is part of evolution and so the more the culture gets complicated which means the more filters that exist in culture the more right like the the more differentiation happens so so it's it's sort of to say that power constraints increase as complexity in culture increases and that happens as a course of evolution so the more evolved the species the more complex the culture the more constraints to power it's kind of what i'm trying to say what what i mean is purely before pre culture times before art language and intelligence and abstraction emerged mm. when we were just like we were this biology that's what he's talking about i punch right. you in the face you know i'm happy i win that kind of stuff right. power constraint is physical strength mm. now power constraints is i like at this point it's technological warfare economic warfare right where i'm right. applying pressure to you without really being violent mm. and that's just one way of looking at how power complicates itself as it involves instruments to exert itself right yeah it's like uh, there's some creatures right um, some ants or stuff which have like markings where to get a female mate they just show off they don't actually fight they're like whose marking is bigger some like the beetle horn you know insect they actually fight each other but some just do it based on markings the interesting part about yeah, those signaling. insects is yeah it's about signaling okay and the guy who wins is essentially the guy that who looks better or who has the bigger markings or bigger wingspan or whatever this hundreds of ways that creatures fight humans fight based on words humans yeah. fight in debates the presidential debates are a form of showing markings right right so right we have just we have avoided the fist fighting and our species has evolved into a i remember what off. i had to say 
this this instinct to like go back to fist fighting or like this basic system with no money as a solution to the problem that we are kind of exploring the three of us when we explore the edge of like our universal thought is the same instinct that says if you to pehli ball pe out ho gaya to bat leke chala ja it's like no more game if the game's not working in my favor that's that instinct it's 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 the very same instinct that you see like that so um that is never a solution going back is almost never a solution destroying the game because the game doesn't work it's like when i would play chess and i was beating somebody or being beat you just throw the board away it's like that kind of a feeling um i agree yeah theek hai let's let's cap this right here chat you've been this fantastic been incredible dude this has been i've been sitting mind here mind blowing to me i've been sitting here i'll show you the graph of like the consistency of chat it's like how do i describe this it's just like very small is it's just it's it's been consistent small deviations people have been sitting here from the get and to you guys who've been sitting here from the get fantastic support you guys have learned so much i'm sure as much as we have thank you so much for sitting here every time i do this on this channel i'm worried i was thinking about it earlier if i should do it on pg radio because this is such exclusive kind of like highly intellectual content undiluted and if my audience at prakhar ke pravachan would even eat it but these guys are fantastic man i've had this the best been, time yeah yeah i'm super i'm super happy with uh, the way the chat has responded and the way they've stuck and been a part of this conversation two and a half hours is a lot of time yeah you <laughs> yeah. can follow avlon meta live shameless pitch <laughs> or the lightning emperor on youtube because is we don't have such intense conversation i think that's reserved for the three of us but right. we yeah. do have basic conversation there too yeah and right. we will take turns on all our channels for sure for sure for sure we'll be hosting so it on the channel yeah so if you don't follow the lightning emperor you're going to miss the next episode yeah. <laughs> so please he's, come it's just the sea lightning emperor <laughs> all right chat this has all been right. absolutely fun see you super soon see you guys thank you so much for staying and and stream